Welcome to episode number 36 of You Had Me at Halo, where we talk about one of gaming's most storied franchises. And warning, if uh, if you're coming to today's show and you haven't noticed the, the title, uh, now is your chance to turn away if you have not finished the campaign and you don't want to be spoiled. We are going to, everything uh, in the Halo universe is going to be game for today's show. That includes everything we played in the game, uh, any, any any hidden secrets, any expanded lore, the whole gambit. Uh, but before we get into that, let's go ahead and meet today's Spartan team. First up, I got Mr. Spartan Mike, a.k.a. Mr. Kage Maru. What's up, man? Hey, everyone. Next up, we got Spartan Jesse, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Don Cabeza. It is nice to finally be able to talk about something I've known for almost a month. <laughs> Good job holding that in. Thank you. <laughs> Next up, we got Spartan Urso, aka Mr. Soul Blaza, who just uh, was able to complete it. Like you basically made it just like you <laughs> completed the first Warthog run, like with everything <laughs> blown up behind you, and then he got on the podcast. So, uh, so good job, Mr. Soul yeah, Blazer. Uh, for reference, I beat the game like a couple hours ago, so I'm I'm pretty excited to to talk about it. I haven't talked to anyone about it really yet, so kind of like you know, go through ideas. It's gonna be fun. Today's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I right, finally, as your host today, it's Spartan Abe, aka Mr. One Bad Mother. All right, uh, before we jump into the spoiler cast, I think we might have a, just a single news item, just uh, throw it out there. So, so I'll let you kind of read that off and um, we'll kind of get that out of the way. Yeah. And we'll probably touch on that more in a future episode. Yeah, because uh, it's definitely going to be a really relevant part of, of Halo going forward. But that was HCS, uh, Raleigh, right? The, the first major LAN. Um, I, uh, I wasn't there myself, but my, uh, my brother went, he was, uh, he played for a team. They didn't do too hot, though he did okay in the FFA. Um, but overall, like, uh, <laughs> it's tough. People are good overall. <laughs> did you guys watch it at all? Any of the episodes over the weekend? I started any of the matches. Mm -hmm. I watched it so that uh, I could get Twitch drops. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it actually. <laughs> um, but, uh, in case you guys didn't, it was actually there were some problems, technical problems. Yeah, I mean, every LAN has them. This one a little more than most. So I'm, I'm hoping 343 is learning. It's the first LAN they've done in a while. It's post-COVID world. You know I mean? I'll give, I'll give them some slack, some slack there. I think they had to switch their PCs to Xboxes for, for the main build because they were just not working too well with each other. But uh, the viewership was ridiculous. I remember, uh, I, don't, I think Proven mentioned it earlier. I got to double check it. It was something like... Uh, Five times more than Halo 5's ever gotten, and ten times more than Halo 3 was ever gotten. In yeah, it was, was 260,000 concurrents on Twitch. That's Twitch. insane. So wait, That's isn't it supposed to be dead by like next week? <laughs> it was supposed to be dead at launch without BR. Oh, that's right. Okay. Right? Right? <laughs> no, and it's uh, even the like the arena matches were great, 4v4, super intense. But uh, you guys should definitely check this out. They had a like these this fun big team battle series for a little bit. It's actually. Uh, my shirt thingy it's uh this but lose a thing i don't know and it was crazy intense like tie game overtime capture the flag give that a shot you guys should give that a watch for sure uh, you know, and, and it's a, it, like this would be a whole other episode we could talk oh, yeah. about some oh, of the yeah. multiplayer. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 I've told people beforehand that, you know, the Halo has its own lane when it comes to multiplayer. And I think it, people are just kind of figuring it out because Arena, uh, especially on console, like Arena has existed still on PC uh, to an extent. But on console, it's been 
been gone for the most part. It's been out of out of my you know out of sight, out of mind for a long time. And I think a lot of people, for them, this is brand new. Like this is like yeah. a sport, and it's like, mm-hmm. yo, this is pretty cool. You know, it's it's a totally different dynamic than what they've come into gaming if they just came in the last ten years or so. So it'll be fun to see how that goes. And and I think we're, we'll definitely want to to delve into a lot of that stuff in uh, some upcoming episodes. We got a lot to yeah. talk about. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to mention it because it was uh, it did just happen last week. Yeah, um, it's just the beginning, right? Which is which is the more exciting part. Like this is literally their first tournament, first major tournament, and yeah. who knows where it's going to go from here. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there would be a lot of new content, a lot of new. I think stuff they're going right happen. over to San Jose or something for another. Uh, one. Crap! I know the next. It's in California, Anaheim. Yeah, maybe the next miners in Anaheim. I think I don't know. Mm. <laughs> one more reps, That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. I do one more, but I didn't get the pose. Sadly, I, I wasn't able to watch the. Uh, the finals really and i'm playing now and all i see me just doing like my own one and i'm like three other people doing like their their, their victory a quick reminder for anyone watching who hasn't the christmas event is happening right now the winter contingency it's just play a match a day for 10 out of 14 days you get the whole thing um mm-hmm. the one that really matters is the second day the uh the candy cane skin Definitely get that because it, it actually looks pretty good. The, the peppermint skin, <laughs> the peppermint skin. Sorry. Yeah, peppermint yeah. kitties have been all God, over the game. That is oh, so lovely. Peppermint kit. Yeah. So, I, I, oh, I that's made my a... Spartan that last <laughs> night because I want to make my Spartan the ugliest Spartan that it can be. <laughs> well, so you bought the cat ears then, Mike? No, 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 no. What <laughs> I could buy you the cat ears. So, <laughs> can we gift him the cat ears can we force his character to have to wear them through some <laughs> sort of devious means oh, oh and uh, Nadian's not here because he's feeling under the weather of course yeah. on the first day of his vacation oh god yeah uh and, and if you can't if you guys hear it i'm just getting over being sick so uh, you know, yeah, it's kind of building up as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought I was sick, but I got a negative COVID test today, so I'm, I'm good. I mean, I might be sick, uh, but hey, at least it's not COVID. So, yeah, <laughs> Nick bought both the cat ears and the Iron Man um, armor core coating. You did oh, good down the drain. Yeah, <laughs> if he spends I mean, another three grand, he'll he might catch up to his. Oh, you mean uh, Nick? I, I don't want to hear him talking about uh, wasting money anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to get into it. Um, a lot to get into today. And, uh, and there's, and, and honestly, like if we were to t- kind of delve into every, you know, every detail that we could really talk about, we could probably have a, easily a 10 hour podcast today, but we're not going to do that because we got stuff to do. Uh, I still have to get to the store and <laughs> get some yeah. stocking stuffers. Oh, so man. we're going to, we're going to cover a lot of the, a lot of the high level, um, the big things in today's show. We'll probably cut, circle back for some details and some future ones, but I really want to, uh, let's just go ahead and start with the opening because, um, you know, that was something that couldn't be talked about. I, it caught me by surprise. Oh, so yeah. I actually didn't see the, I'm fortunate that I missed whatever I have it was playing. out there. Oh, what timing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so yeah, this caught me off guard and this was really damn cool. But I just want to first um, turn it over to you guys. And what was kind of your initial thoughts about this? Um, you know, like just overall, just general thoughts. I, we'll go ahead and start with you, uh, Mike. With the broken chair. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was messing with my chair. Are we starting with the beginning? <laughs> yeah, let's just, start, let's just start with the beginning. Like, what, what was your thoughts on the opening cutscene? I liked it. Um, 
you know, like they haven't really, <coughs> they haven't really done um, anything with like this with a Master Chief Halo Ooh. in mm -hmm. the beginning. So like, yeah, no, I dug it. I, um, I don't know. It was kind of su surprising, but not how badly he got his ass beat. But I like that just because <laughs> yeah. that went along. Yeah. If anyone's played uh, Halo Wars Two, you know how much of a badass mm. um, mm -hmm. Atriox is. So. Like this whole thing, yeah. Th this beginning, it, it it wasn't overly long because I don't know yeah. why. For whenever all the previews and stuff were talking, like they couldn't talk about the opening cutscene. Um, I was worried Except that it was for the be fun, the ones that did, not to name anyone, <laughs> Kotaku, excuse me, uh, Game Informer, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it um, it was awesome. Like it it set the tone, I think, for the rest of the game really really mm. well. Oh yeah. Oh, and then it's mentioned later on too in the game, right? Where it's like Infinity lasted four minutes, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah I, I can see that." I'm watching this opening <laughs> cutscene, <laughs> and it also um, confirmed one of the things that I suspected. Whenever uh, the pilot finds him and his mm. grappling hook is already extended, mm. I, I was thinking as soon as we saw like that trailer, I was like, "It looks like right at the last second he tried to grapple shot to something." Oh, and, that's cool. And so, like, yeah, no, it was. Really well done, really well choreographed, but it was like short and sweet, mm -hmm. and, it, and, it, yep. and it set yep. the tone really, really, really well. Like I, I enjoyed it. Such an improvement over uh, Locke versus Master Chief. In Halo 5. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, even the opening of Halo Five, which was really cool, but didn't really match how the games ever play, where they're like right. just walking up to an elite and they shoot him twice with a pistol, the elite dies. Type yeah. of stuff. We're just to be honest, there's this disconnect. Halo Infinite. You're playing, played, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, my if bad. you're playing legendary and Atriox <laughs> hits you with a hammer, you can expect to probably <laughs> yeah. die. Yeah. yeah. So heroic, you like it, it was just it felt more immediate in a way and less Michael Bay, which is a good right. Thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still love that opening cutscene, the, the music, the, the, the like the the camera angles, blah blah blah. But you know, in a weird way, I feel like Infinite, once you have all your stuff fully leveled up, plays more like that opening cutscene of Halo Five minus mm -hmm. the ground pound than Halo Five did. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in, in like a weird way, because you're like, you're literally punching people, dashing left, right. Just uh, the grapple shot punch itself yes. is more yes. badass aggression than you've ever really been able God, to be on hard bosses with that felt amazing. It, you know, like uh, talking about the Halo 5 beginning, that's the one of the things that I did not really care for the Halo 5 beginning. Um, like they were too badass. You know, mm -hmm. there were no stakes. Mm -hmm. the, yep. the, the enemy didn't seem like it was a cartoon they were a, almost they, right? yeah they weren't a threat and i know it was supposed to be like a drive into the power fantasy aspect of it but this was cool where master chief wasn't overpowering the, right you can, mm -hmm. you can tell the stakes you can you can tell that the banished were a threat um yeah. It, it really matches the, and I think you guys, to kind of elaborate on what you've been saying, it, it really matches the pacing of the game, right? Like, it feels like there's not this jarring disconnect. I remember, like, it, it, it and I wasn't really planning on talking about Halo 5 at all today, but I do remember that was, like, really jarring going from that Michael Bay, you know, cartoony, you know, G.I. Joe-ish kind of, like, you know, I'm a badass and can take on everybody <laughs> like like I'm freaking uh, uh, Master Chief Rambo out here and then going from that to like oh now I'm back behind cover and, and if I'm playing on anything that's any difficulty I'm you know I'm yep. dead if I'm out in the yep. open this this really I there was two things I thought this did I I, I thought number one it there what 
with all the cutscenes, I think um, at first I wasn't a big fan of the fact that it didn't go with blur again. But then I, I do think that there was the one advantage they had with the cutscenes, though, versus uh, some of the, the previous games is that you felt like there wasn't a disconnect between the game that you're playing and the actual things you're watching when you and plus playing. if you park yeah. warthogs in the open world they can get in the way and fly <laughs> yeah. all over the place and kill you during a cutscene that's great yeah it, it was yeah yeah, yeah. There, really? there was a cut there was a cutscene um we'll get into it later but you go up a grab lift but before yeah. you do that you fight two hunters and one of yeah, the hunters yeah, yeah, yeah. died right on the grab lift <laughs> and you activate it during a cutscene and the, the hunter was still there in the cutscene. And, and not only was the hunter still in the cutscene, but the grav lift just sucked them up as soon as they got activated. Yeah. Right. So so did there you was guys... one one thing I sorry to cut you off. There's oh, one no, thing I, I put in the review, I think. A real quick one where I killed a grunt in midair as he was going on a, a grav lift or a, like a man cannon, and he landed and hit the wall and bounced into another man cannon and just went flying off again. And that type of dumb physics shit is the best. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll can come back about, uh, uh, you know, about what we think about the overall cutscenes here in a bit, but I, I do think that, um, you know, to Mike, to your point, it, it gave it some stakes, right? There's some vulnerability. I think this is the first time that they've ever made chief look like he's going to have this uphill battle. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's like Rocky and you lost and now you gotta come, you know, it's like there, there's, you're building up to something. And I think the fact that they finally made him vulnerable does humanize him a little bit. Um, and I think it does change your kind of connection uh, with the story And it. And it really set the tone like, Hey, you've got this ominous, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, this badass threat and you're not just going to, you know, walk in here and just demolish everything. And I think that just, that for me, that, uh, that opening cutscene did more to kind of drag me in than you know all the other cutscenes in Halo Five combined. You know where I kind of felt very apathetic to what was going on around me. You know in general. Um, so um, so yeah, that, that's kind of my general thoughts on that. Now, what, what did you guys think in general? I guess we'll we'll cut we'll hit this on uh, right now. Did do you guys like the fact that they did everything in game, or do you, are you hoping that in the future they go back to like the the blur? you know, super pretty CGI stuff that they did previously. In, well, they, in, yeah, sorry, just in game. Personally, I want to say just because, uh, I mean, you had moments where I was like, oh, wow, hey, he's he's carrying my weapon, right? Like in the middle of the right. cutscene, he's, he's holding on to the flipping sentinel beam and right. it, it, his entire body structure changes when he's holding on to this gun, right? Because the, the way the way it holds, I'm like, this is really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And I can easily see the way their tech is done. I can easily see something like your multiplayer Spartan being in there too. You yeah, know? yeah, and that wouldn't be possible with something like Blur. I mean, to be fair, like, or I guess every other Halo, even Halo Five, um, they've used an engine for every yeah. cutscene, but yeah. it's only with um, Halo Four and Halo Five that they use. Um, well, Halo Four used the pre-rendered in the beginning, like the opening cutscene, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, then yeah. The, the ending cutscene. Yeah. Everything in between was in engine or real time, and then same thing with Halo Five. I. Uh, I think it was only the beginning was only was the only one that was pre-rendered. Okay. Everything else yeah. was pre uh, real time. So like that's a that's a Halo tradition, and I hope it stays because exactly like what Ursul said, like the weapon that you hold, that's what shows mm-hmm. in the cutscenes. Um, you know, like we mentioned before, if an enemy is dead, that shows up in the cutscenes. Like um, that one mission where you have to blow up the three cannons. 
I still had Marines alive at the end. Mm. And during that little emotional scene where the pilot is crying and, you know, you, you yeah. have you have this like heart to heart with them. <laughs> These random Marines are just standing around <laughs> <laughs> like just awkwardly. And it and, and like I probably wouldn't have really cared for it the first time I played it because that's supposed to be like an emotional scene. And that kind of added some comedy to it. Mm -hmm. But later play sessions like because that that happened my second play session. Um, <laughs> it, I I couldn't help but laugh and like it it added to it, you know. Um, yeah, no, totally. I'm always down for real time cutscenes in any game because it there's less of a disconnect between that and the gameplay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. It 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 offers opportunities like what Urso said and what we've discussed before. And it's you know games look so good now that yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. One look at the chief's armor and you're like, "Hold, this could be a wallpaper." Like, like I want this to be yeah. a wallpaper, yeah. you know? And, and you know, like pre-rendered is always going to look better, but once you get to a point of it being good enough, mm -hmm. it, is it really necessary? Now, it does put more of a burden on the dev team, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, if you do use pre-rendered, you could rely on an external studio like Blur right, that could right. lighten the load and stuff like that. So there are benefits and stuff, but well, it gives story freedom too though, right? More so. You, it's malleable. You can change things up. If it cuts in direction, you don't like how it looks. You can yeah, you can change yeah. It There's gonna be minute, more yeah? flexibility in yeah. whatever. Like you have to, you have to storyboard it and know, uh, yeah. you know, have things ironed out further out whenever it's pre-rendered because those take so much time to make yeah. that they're not as flexible. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I guess to answer your question, definitely real time. I I want them to stick to real time. Yeah, and and I thought they did a really good job uh, conveying the 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 characters' emotions, and like that was probably one of the strongest aspects of the game. By the way, uh, we do have Nick in the chat. Uh, yeah, he's admitting to buying the cat ears. Uh, he did skip the cutscene, so we're not we're not bringing him on to the the spoiler yeah. cast because uh, we he has no clue what's going on. <laughs> and, and, he, and he beat the game on easy, so he didn't really even uh -huh, beat the game in my opinion. <laughs> I feel like one one Iron Man punch or two man punch just take out every enemy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm messing with you, Nick. Yeah, uh, he, thanks for uh, for joining us. <laughs> we should do a lasso run, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, you should go from that to the last because he does have all the skulls, right? He did all the yeah, collectibles. Yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, next is uh, legendary. Legendary once co op is out, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which what well, we have to talk about that. This is this is going to be such mm -hmm. a good game for co-op. So let, let's let's go back to the characters, though. Um, you know, we we talked about the uh, you know how how they did a really good job. I think um, developing these characters, especially relative to the last couple games. You know, and I know a lot of you know a lot of you guys like a lot of people on our panel like Halo Four, but you know, I, I felt a lot of times disconnected to everything going on. You didn't, I didn't really feel a connection with a lot of it. Here it was different, and I was actually really surprised because the first time I ever saw the weapon um, on the cutscene, I did. I was like, oh man, she sounds kind of cheesy. I didn't get get it until you start playing the game, right? Until you mm -hmm. start getting okay, she's like a baby AI, uh, mm -hmm. and you kind of watch that development. Um, so I want to talk like talk to you guys about that. First of all, let's start off with the uh, with the weapon. What what was kind of your thoughts with that development? Um, and like, kind of where were you at with just her overall story arc? I, Jesse, I'll start with you since you've been waiting, you know, a month to talk about all this stuff. <laughs> it matched so much into what I thought the moment I finished reading Shadows of Reach, which was they went, they found more Halsey clones. They made mm. another AI out of it. And this AI, they kept really tight control on. 
didn't give her any information. She had no idea what was going on, who, what any of the enemies were. She just had one specific goal she was told to worry about, lock Cortana down. She's not even, I don't even know that she was the one that um, ended up deploying, uh, the UNSC got to deploy her. Because um, I, I do wonder what exactly what the time frame was, because I know that it was supposed to be they deploy her, she locks Cortana down, Chief goes down, retrieves her and Cortana. Or she immediately deletes and she mm-hmm. retrieves Cortana. But Atriox messed all that up while they were in the middle of doing it. So, and then eventually, you know, right, everything yeah. goes at the end time wise. It'll they, be, it'll be interesting. Go on. Go on. Good. I'm just wondering if they'll ever delve back into more of that in book form to give it some more flavor oh, and, and backstory to, right? and stuff. With the, the, book that's the, the Rubicon out. Protocol is the six months after. The um, the six months between the um, Infinity being defeated and Chief being found. Oh, so it's the like audio those logs. Six months between it, it's it's starring all the Spartans from the audio yeah, logs. That's actually really cool. I just realized that I'm mm-hmm. gonna get this book because like you can see, I think it's Horvath is like yellow. Um, there's Griffith, Horvath, Sorel, uh, Mako, yeah, Horvath's yeah. armor yeah, coating Mako. is like the the yellowish um, camo, yeah. the desert camo, yeah. and that's on the person on the cover of the book, I believe. You're right, actually, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Actually, give these characters even more room to kind of flesh out. Yeah, I can't wait for that book and doing it as a book podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Just real quick, one of the audio logs does show or. Uh, you do hear them. They they deploy. It sounds like they deployed her remotely from Infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like so, a half an hour left or so. I just wonder, like, is it in the middle of that that they end up getting just completely friggin' destroyed? Yeah, it sounded like yeah. that because they made it sound like they had no time. Yeah. So it seemed like it happened like right in the beginning of the ambush or something, the attack. Like they deployed um, her, and the Aatrox shows up. They're like, "What?" Four minutes later, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I love how you learn about how they were able to take them out so fast because it wasn't just like they're just big space magic things or anything. It was all military planning and you end up seeing mm. exactly how they planned all of it out over time because they're really good at getting, they're really good at scouting, they're really good at repurposing technology and and they're really smart, which is, you know, you don't think of that with the big dumb monkey thing, but their their whole thing is, that, no, he's really smart yeah, and he just doesn't. We'll, we'll get into more why they end up doing it later. Um, yeah. yeah, on the whole, I, I love the um, her introduction, her way of um, the weapon. Oh yeah, the weapon. That's the way she's. About. Yeah, the, the way she's brought. It's going to constantly be diatribes, but because yeah. uh, it all connects so much, which is really yeah. nice. Being a smaller, yeah. a smaller scale in the sense of you're not galaxy hopping. Mm-hmm. It just ends up being mm-hmm. about this small collection of people, and it makes more sense being about a small collection of people because you know you're not going between planets with billions of people on them all the time. Right. That's one thing that always drives me nuts with stories is it's it's always about this very small group of people like um yeah Spider Man Miles Morales going through that and and it was about a very small group of people despite the fact that it's in New York where there's like nine million people. Yep. That stuff drives me crazy, and I like that on this. It was it's a few thousand. Because at the beginning, it's literally they, they show you there's like 1,900 dead out of around 7,000 mm-hmm. people on the infinity. It's horrifying. Mm. Um, <laughs> or, or it's like someone's yeah, hiding and, on this planet. And it's like. And, and she has no idea why they're so mean and angry and aggressive, Neil, because she just mm. she has no clue. She's a blank slate, essentially, yeah. unbelievably smart, able to figure everything out in two seconds once she actually can see it. They, mm-hmm. You can tell they they really kept her under wraps and did not want her 
to you know grow any any risk right Mm -hmm. I, I think the addition of the weapon was like narratively for the game and just for the Lord, for everything going forward was a uh, really smart. Uh, I, I really didn't appreciate it until I, I was playing through it and even going through it the second time you start picking up things. Um, but you know, I, yeah, I want to hear, um, you know, so what, what was your, like your general thoughts about yeah, her I mean, arc, that, that character? Are we talking about like the entire arc or just no, 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 just, just we'll talk about the weapon yeah. for now. Like, just yeah. kind of what was your thought about her addition to the story? I feel like it showed that Halo is at its best when it's Chief and well, Cortana, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Working together as a team, uh, taking care of this, taking care of that, those little quick quirks, uh, uh, quirks, whatever it's called. Um, quips, quips, the quips. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, quips. Uh, the, the back and forth between the two, right? You have some great lines, like uh, potentially dangerous <laughs> stuff, like that. You know, like it really. It's just Halo, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not gonna say Halo Four and Five weren't Halo. They were, but this feels like Halo Four it, was. I do think was, Halo yeah. Five was more of a high, a side story. It should have been yeah. Halo Guardians and Halo. This was Halo Five, maybe, like. Yeah, just don't that. have Chief at all. Talk about him, but this is a side story about Osiris. I think that would have worked better. They could have mm -hmm. easily done that. Even like Chief wasn't really uh, either way. Three levels, yeah. You can just talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I could have figured it out. But like with New Tana or with with uh, flipping uh, the weapon, I, I you're right. At first, I thought I was getting a little annoyed at like the cheekiness or whatnot. But it's just that slow development, her relationship mm -hmm. with uh, uh, Echo Two Sixteen, you know. It just, it was done really well. Mm -hmm. uh, admittingly, I was a little annoyed at some of the repeating lines, but whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there doing random stuff instead of doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I kind Jeez. of... Do you want to go that. get that spire now? Yeah. yeah. The third beacon. That's probably, that probably the, yeah, the low point in that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it, it, it was like, and that's what she was there for to some extent. I think she did serve a few different purposes. Yeah. And that was the smart thing about this character uh, is she was there for new people as well, right? Like mm -hmm. helping them on board. Mm -hmm. uh, it was almost, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here to help you know what's going on. And that I think that is an important aspect to Halo as well. You know, and I think she yeah. did because she was so naive and didn't know anything and had to like relearn stuff. It was, it was a great opportunity for somebody who's maybe coming to the franchise for the first time and starting yeah. here. Right. Like, Oh, you know, Cortana was really important to you. Like, or who was that? You know, when, when they're talking about when she's getting those, what are those dust images or, you know, dust uh, and they, echoes, dust and echoes. When they kept whatever. saying it. I kept cracking up. <laughs> yeah. So like when they're getting some of those, those throwback images and then, you know, chief is explaining to her what's going on. You know, I those. never, thought about it like that uh in the sense where she works as like the lens of a new player into yeah now, i'm looking at the scenes where they're explaining cortana's actions from mm -hmm. a different viewpoint and that makes a lot of sense yeah and, and like it's just saying like who is that like he's like well that was keys and he's like did he, you know yeah you know it's like you know, well, he's gone you know so it was just it, it was it was nice because it, it it was an opportunity to do a lot of callbacks a lot play to a lot of nostalgia and and i don't know about you guys but when you start hearing like key's voice and all these i was like oh man i'm getting like the feels yeah. <laughs> it's taking me great. back you Same know like actor and everything yeah it was like it was just doing such a good job of i think it like i said it her purpose seemed to fill, fulfill multiple things and and i think mm -hmm. whoever designed this character and we're going to talk about this too i think it, it was also an opportunity to kind of 
retcon Halo 5 a little bit, like kind of softly, uh, some of the things they did there. Um, but, you know, and we'll talk about that with Cortana. But, Mike, I want to get some of your thoughts on it. Anything, like, additional about Nutana that, that really kind of caught you? Um, it it was it handled as well as I hoped it would be, or I suspect. Because, like, there were, there were parts of the uh, earlier trailers, like the... Forget what it was like the um, the one trailer that came out like a month before, um, where there are things that she said that I was like I like that I like that she questioned what did Cortana do wrong mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and at first yeah I was the naivety I was worried might have been overplayed but it wasn't like Mm-mm. she yep. you know she um, absorbed stuff real fast like an AI would. And mm-hmm. her her development didn't seem rushed. It seemed mm-hmm. actually pretty natural. Mm-hmm. And that was another thing I was kind of worried, that she would, at the flip of a switch, be this naive uh, AI that didn't mm-hmm. know anything to just being this confident, you know, all-knowing, right. powerful AI. And that, that did not happen. Um, and they, they kept... A natural story arc all the way throughout the entire game from beginning to end and yeah i really really liked that um i liked the um i, I liked kind of the humor and stuff that she brought as well like yeah. subtle humor or, or opportunity for humor mm-hmm. nothing nothing seemed because what was it that was the one thing that she said that or i think that was kind of cringy I'm trying to think of what line it was where it made me wince a little but it, it that was just, I think it was just a spur of the moment comment that she made. Uh, and I, I wish I could remember what it was. I probably just forgot it because was of it that. Was it a sarcastic thing? Or, or you being yeah, sarcastic? I think it was one of those. Um... <laughs> I like that one. Might have been one of the high kill targets. She always says yeah, stuff whenever you yeah, take it. Yeah. There, there's also like, oh, you can make a joke, but I can't. Oh, I love that. that yeah, or, I, yeah, I like that because he was just like, yes. He likes to joke. Yeah. <laughs> very deadpan. Like. God, um, I want to so, talk about Chief too, but let's, let's <laughs> I mean, Newton, I mean, yeah. the weapon first. Well, yeah, I, yeah I, the, we can actually talk about Chief because he's an actual character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely we'll get to Chief too. Uh, uh, but the way that the it played the inner, the intertwined relationship between her and Cortana, I thought was played really well. Um, just the way that she reacted when she found out the truth. Mm-hmm. And also just the way that she reacted from uh, when Chief tried to delete her. Oh, I love that. Cut that scene. whole sequence. Oh like, God. oh, everything was handled really, really well. And um, yeah, I have and to give... The words he used to activate it. Yeah, was that was all oh, yeah. so good. Ooh. I got chills when I saw that. such lore nerds, man. <laughs> if you go into some of the videos people are putting out, the amount of deep oh, lore man. they go into is crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. So Nick is kind of jumping ahead, but uh, yeah, I mean, she <laughs> called herself Cortana, right? Her name's, she's Cortana. Well, she did. At the they, end of the thing. She didn't explicitly say it. Yeah, but, but she I mean. said, is it okay? And. It was heavily, heavily. Implied. If it's not like, Cortana, it's going to be it's, like it's what? Cortana. <laughs> it's because Cortana. Other, yeah. otherwise, why else would she ask if it's okay? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could have been just because she was naming herself in general. That could have been. So I, I feel like they left that door open. I wonder if they're even. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're still not sure. It was like themselves. a trial balloon. They threw it out yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and see what people are, how they're reacting to what they think is going to happen. And I don't know. Like, they, they may not know for sure yet. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Because this, is, her her arc 
is kind of like a retcon of Cortana, right? It is, yeah. Be, especially at the end, if she really is calling herself Cortana, mm-hmm. then she is the Cortana going forward. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't call it a retcon, more just a new beginning, right? Um, this this story kind of concluded yeah. Cortana finally. In fact, she even mentioned it. It was like we keep saying goodbye, huh? Right? I, I, I kind of like a cheeky. <laughs> I, I felt like the story was a was kind of spiritually a retcon. Like obviously, like literally, it's not. It's a continuation, yeah. right? They didn't get rid of any of the the stuff that happened. I wouldn't. So I wouldn't go with retcon. I'd go with the soft reboot. Like yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they get to yeah. set themselves up without ignoring the past. Right. They just it's, do a time it, jump and drop some of the things they didn't want. Have, have you guys seen pursuing. the new Spider-Man at all? Because it's, no. it's kind of, okay. no. Nope. Well, nope. that does something similar mm-hmm. in a sense, where it's new beginnings. I don't. I'm not going to get specifics at all, but that's what this kind of reminded me of. What, what if well, it's like, similar in the sense that they always said it was a trilogy of movies. This was yeah. a trilogy of games, and I feel that they both ended their trilogy. Yes, and you have an idea of where things are going to go from here. Yeah, and and we're going to get into the Cortana next because I think that is going to be an important sort of transition from that. But you know, the one thing I do want to add about the weapon that you guys didn't touch on yet too is they did um, by. The, at the beginning, they made her a little bit more one note. She's like naive and everything. Mm-hmm. But like to your point, Mike, when they brought up when because I just I'm replaying in Legendary and I just got past that part where he tried to delete her and she's like, "What are you doing?" You know that whole thing. Um, it is kind of setting like the putting it casting a little bit of a shadow of doubt over it, and they didn't go too far with that. Like I was afraid they were gonna all of a sudden turn her like bad yep. or do something yep. like do this like quick turn, and and they didn't do that. They they kind of planted some seeds. Just of, hurt. She, yeah. You can tell she's just, yeah. her yeah. feelings are really hurt. She thought they were a team and he immediately tried to kill her. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. your business, right? <laughs> it, it did seem, at first, I thought it did seem a little weird how, in the beginning, when you find her, she pretty much has a, a death wish. She wants right. to be deleted. And then yeah, yeah. later on in the campaign, you try to do that. And then she stops it. She blocks right. it, which is kind of concerning. But, um, you know, it, I, I just figured that maybe she just grew attached. Yeah, but, she had yeah. really grown too, yeah. I think. Like she had gotten used to uh life and was having fun and really <laughs> wanted to know what happened. Yeah, before it was just I'm sitting around around all these damn silexes for six months. I have no idea where anyone is or what's happening. And but now she's like, I've I've had these two relationships between with chief and the pilot and all these Marines we've mm-hmm. saved. I've learned all this stuff. I want to learn more. Yep. So and I took it as a, what the yeah. hell we're in the middle. I'm, I'm being exactly. attacked. And your first thought is to kill me instead of try to save me. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. well and and mike to your point at the beginning she was like all obeying right like i'll do whatever you want you know you want me to kill myself all right fine (laughs) or delete myself yeah Yeah. and 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 then she does evolve and that does that does create an interesting dynamic i think going forward right and like they even uh you know they even did a good job setting that up with you know you know don't you trust me and he's like well i want to that you know and that that was really i think that's really interesting because they 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 plan enough stuff up there out there now that you're kind of like along with now you're our chief and you're like questioning well is because i thought she was going to do you know i thought when she disobeyed you is she already kind of going off on her own path is this Mm -hmm. something that's wired into cortana and it's just this this uh you know, is she going to eventually end up there? And they do plant those seeds that, hey, that's a possibility that she could still end up, you know, uh, that way. And maybe this will be a second chance for him. We don't know. But it, it does set the table for a lot of interesting directions going forward. Um, so uh, so let's let's 
jump over to Cortana. <laughs> so that, and I think this is probably, in my opinion, I think from what I've heard, um, you know, being in, uh, in other conversations, probably the most controversial um, part of the story. Uh, and I don't know, maybe you guys will disagree. Oh, yeah? But, but I, well, I okay, well, maybe not to so. Wait, no, well, what's the let, Let's go ahead and start with, let's go ahead and start with you then. So I want to kind of get your viewpoints because I want to hear something fresh on this. Uh, on this Wait, take. what's this, the controversial part? And Cortana, her, her, oh, okay, her, well, her entire arc in this game, how she's handled, how she is, um, basically deleted off screen. You know, we'll talk to, about that. To me, it felt. She, cool. See, I, I, oh, sorry, I didn't say she didn't actually delete herself. I'm pretty yeah. sure that dead guardian we see blew up the part of the ring that she and Atriox were on. Mm. I think that's yeah. what happened. But, yeah, she, yeah. she blew up part of the ring. Don't know how that and I, 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 I thought she did some kind of self-destructing, but that that mm -hmm. makes a lot more sense, too, because I actually thought that once she got blown up and she essentially got deleted or killed, the, the Guardians just went offline. And that's mm -hmm. what I thought caused it to crash on the the ring. But it might be yeah. both where like she had the guardian because they show the guardians obviously do some yeah, they major destruction. Yeah. Oof. And uh, yeah, it's a freaking I didn't think of yeah, that. So I figured, yeah, they, yeah they, she that whole part of the ring. I think she had blew herself up trying to take out Atriox with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Pixelbit G, just uh, thanks for the two dollars super chat. Uh, never, he said, never forget Cortana is a Halsey copy. I think that's actually a really important. Uh, that's a really important story element, especially when you're factoring everything. You know, with the weapon with Cortana. Um, so, so, so then you didn't have any issues with, uh, with kind of how they handled that arc or was you had, did you have any questions with that or like, how, how, how did you receive that whole thing? So halfway through the game, I'm wondering, I'm like, okay, so is Cortana dead? Is she not? Is Atriox dead? Is he not? Cause they keep saying, telling me he, they are, but I don't kind of buy it yet. Then you go mm -hmm. through and, and you get the echoes and you get the digital clouds, blah, blah, blah. And you get that story told to you. I thought it was a pretty smart way of basically and i don't like the word but not retconning but kind of moving past halo 5's plot of reviving yeah. katana and sticking with that halo 4 conclusion you know what i mean which mm. is just, just katana going and they kind of did it again but they didn't do it as strongly this time it wasn't the focal point of the game katana dying leaving wasn't like the, the climax it was more just uh in fact i think that cutscene takes place before the final fight right where you see eight uh where you see her talking with atriox um yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that wasn't yeah. the conclusion of the game right no. so instead mm -hmm. it was more like this is the conclusion of this arc again i mean again katana literally mentions it she's like we keep saying goodbye <laughs> it's kind of like on the nose i think people are speaking to us themselves i kind of liked it i every character needs a good ending i'm a firm believer of of that every good character needs a good ending and katana even though she 100 killed like the entire planet and Billions of innocents, I'm sure. She killed Island. Nick in all of Australia, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she took down Nick's cut. Nick, did you know? Nick doesn't know that he skipped the cutscene. Nick, did you yeah. know she targeted? They, they, you yeah. know. Was it New Zealand? That, that or was, was it Australia. No, it was Australia. I think it was Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I think yeah, that was three four three, just taking it, making it personal with Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I meant more so about sick of all his leaks. <laughs> but yeah, and then they also blow up the brute home world. Yeah, which like, there's is a like lot. The of, holy shit! A lot of people. He's a super villain moment. 100%, right? And so is is she redeemed? I don't think so, because uh, no. there's no real redeeming from an act mm -hmm. like that. But at the same mm -hmm. time, that's the only ending that could have could have been done, honestly. Like, yeah. the sheer damage Cortana did in between Halo 5 and this, and as they showed in this, there's no mm -hmm. coming back from that, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. 
So and the, I think yeah. it was a good explanation too for like what was going on within her where she wasn't cured. Yeah. She was still rampant. She just had that one dominant personality yeah. that had really taken you over. You had those whispers, and, right? Am I still yeah. mad? Stuff like that. It's, uh. it's like she was, there is still that desperate older part of her that put this whole breadcrumb trail for chief with the, the hope that he was alive. Cause until she saw his body, she wasn't going to believe what Atriox had told her that he had crushed his skull. Mm-hmm. It's like, Nope, I'm, I'm going to do this in this one, these few milliseconds I have yeah. to plan all this. Yeah. I'm going to drop all of this to try at, at the end to help chief and keep the um, weapon from deleting herself. So she yeah. can help because they need each other. And that was, you know, and I'm trying to like, I've been taking in that explanation and trying to understand that a little bit better. I'll say the first time I played through the game, um, when that happened, I did feel like that was probably my biggest problem with the story. And and I understood why it was, why they had to do it this way, um, or why they might've tried to do it this way. But I thought that, that the, it was almost like they tried to redeem her in a sense, but, you know, looking back on it, I don't know that it was an, as much a redemption arc because I don't think it is. Like what Soul says, you can't really redeem after. Yeah, she's always going to be looked at as a supervillain yeah. by the guy. Yeah, she's more of a supervillain. But I think what they were trying to do is say, hey, you know, the end of Halo 4 was the end of Cortana's arc. Like that was her. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what they were doing in this game. They were trying to just, in my mind, what they're spiritually, what they're trying to say is that when that's when she died, that, that main character, she that moment that you ended that game and you had that moment with her, that's the end. And they kept doing throwbacks to that. Yeah. And this character here, whoever Cortana is here is not the same Cortana, right? It's like this other, this, this rampant AI. And and I guess my problem when I'm most playing through it though, is uh, you know, when I saw, when I saw that, it felt like, it felt like they're trying to redeem her or make her good or make, make her again, make you like her again. I'm like, well, she's not redeemable. This doesn't feel like earned. It felt like, uh, and I said this on another, another show, it was like, it felt like a WWE, uh, like heel turn. <laughs> like, you know, Hey, I accidentally got hit with the chair and now I'm bad. <laughs> I was like, Mike, what do you think? On this? Um, it doesn't matter what you think. No. Um, <laughs> You should have. You should have actually waited for him to speak. Yeah, <laughs> he was about to. But you know, it, it felt too quick. But again, I think this was a a situation where, it, and and you might disagree with this, but I feel like it was almost like an acknowledgement that some of the things they did in Halo Five. Um, were a mistake <laughs> and were you know made minute yeah. band-aid jobs yeah. for what they had to work with yeah and it was like let's just patch this up let's just go ahead and say halo 4 is the end like let's 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 bring that moment back so that we can relive that ending again and then all this other stuff is like separate right and i think that's what they tried to do did i really like how that landed um you know not a hundred percent but i don't think that it was I, I don't think the writers in this situation necessarily um, had the most to work with, right? Because yeah, they really tough. ignore Halo Five. You they, can't. Right. Had major changes happen in that, right? Like, yeah, it's still required in terms of Cortana's transition from Four and Infinite. It's like, wait, what the heck did I miss? Right? Yeah. Like that part, you need Five Four. But from what they had, I, I feel like they did a, a fairly decent job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were stuck between a rock and a hard place because, yeah. like, I one of the things that I thought of. Has everyone here seen Godzilla? 
Yes, uh, I thought, yeah, the same. The mother So the character? mom, God. where she was, you know, she turned out to be like the terrorist and like the one that, the bad person. And then at the end, suddenly she had a change of heart. Yeah, I'll think of the same thing. <laughs> and, and, and like that, that's kind of what it seemed like to me where it wasn't, um, it's not like it didn't make sense. It just, it didn't have the time to, that, that transition didn't have as much time to breathe. But I think that, I, I I think the like I said the I think the writers were between a rock and a hard place because how much time do you want to give yeah. Cortana in the game where mm-hmm. you know you you can't really give her too much time and you know so I think for the the situation or the the current uh, part of the trilogy where they were starting off they they did as good as a job as they could um, I liked it um, I, I think. I, I think I liked it more until we had some conversations, Abe, where I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about like yeah. I, kinda, I think I, I, have, I have a problem. I, I pick apart things like that. It's like I, the motivations and everything. Everything has to connect. And, and, well, no, and I think I difficult. saw that a part of me because like the Godzilla thing. I thought before we even talked, like I thought that the first time we yeah I beat Godzilla, Maze Runner, um, you know, a bunch of other things where yeah. villain Star Wars, honestly. Right. Yeah. 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 When, you, when you when you make these 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 really hard one eighty degree turns, you you know, you have to build up to that, right? Like, yeah. They have but you got to remember, she <laughs> like, was she knew she was dead. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like Mike, you, you didn't become like the cynical man overnight, right? Like it took time. It was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because like because and I and I and and I and I understand. I get it, Jesse. That. Master Chief's death was probably the thing that was supposed to make her reconsider her what she was doing. But at, at the same time, when you're a genocidal AI, <laughs> it could have very well fit that she just goes full on in that direction. Right, right. Um, so, like... Well, she, it's also the mix of she's held in place by the weapon. She can't do anything. She's completely powerless now. All she could do is what she did, which is she still had the Guardian... So she can either just turn around and have every guardian fire everywhere in a split second before she gets deleted by Atriox, or she can try and take him out and leave this little breadcrumb hoping that Chief is still alive and keeping the weapon from deleting herself because she's like, yeah, we need each other. I I realize now, like, he's dead. I think he might be dead. Atriox is saying he's dead, and now I'm about to die. And that wouldn't have happened if we had always worked together. It's kind of like coming to realization that you were wrong at like literally the very last minute and then trying to do something to change it. Again, uh, the reason I mentioned someone like Darth Vader is because it's a similar story, right? This guy did some terrible things, literally killed younglings. You know what I mean? There's no there's no coming back. I, I don't think Darth Vader redeemed himself at the end of part six. Are you kidding me? Those kids had some pretty no. dumb haircuts, though. They did. They did. Definitely <laughs> worth it. My God. That was... <laughs> deserved it was well, thinking it. That barber should have been in that room. But... Uh, <laughs> It's in a similar vein where it's like these characters don't get redeemed, but it's just in like their final act, they try and do some good. Right? And Cortana was just in a position where she was able to do a lot in literally just a few milliseconds. That's also why I don't think she really went on and on about, oh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, blah, 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 because it's pointless. Right. There's no forgiving. There's no coming. Back. Right. Right. And yeah. also, I think a lot of the actual help wasn't just her. She laid a breadcrumb trail and all this stuff. But I think we'll get into it more later. I think a lot of the actual help was from offensive MB. bias. Yeah. Offensive bias, yeah. Right, OB. Yeah. Well, and, and I do want to go back to what um 
Pixelbit said about the Halsey thing, because you do have to remember that about Cortana. This is the other thing that's yeah. helped me kind of try to rationalize it, because um, she, you know she's not necessarily in some ways she's kind of like Halo's Thanos at this point, right? Like she thinks by for some reason that doing all these evil things is like the the ends justify the means, right? Like, it's like I'm going to somehow make. She's not choosing to do them; they're choosing to do it after right. she gives them a. The choice to not. And, and think about Halsey, yeah. like on a micro level, right? Like she does these horrible things Halsey to kids. Super villain, right? Like yeah. she she like literally kills kids to build Spartans, right? Like that's mm -hmm. what she's done, and it's like to her the ends justify the means, and so this is just more of like a macro level, like what this Cortana evolved to was kind of that, and yeah. and where she's yeah. like. You know what? Yeah, I know. In the but in the big picture, the world, the the universe is going to be a better place by me doing these these horrendous things. And so, uh, so I think like it's justified in that way. And she did say something early in the game, and I can't remember the quote. I should have wrote it down. It, there was something that when I replayed it, like immediately when they were talking about Cortana, like and they said she'll do anything. You know, I can't remember what the exact word she'll was. Do to protect humanity, even yeah. if it's to sacrifice you or yourself or something along. Yeah, the something. And so that was the thing to remember too, because I think at the end of the day, for some reason, in, in her split millisecond, she this with her now being basically about to be deleted, uh, this was the best thing she could do for humanity in that split millisecond. So it wasn't a redeeming thing. It was she was still Thanos, but this is the this was the calculated right decision. So that's how I rationalized it the first time. I did not like it though, but I I do kind of I can get there now. <laughs> I and mean, you can always yeah, go I, in the maybe she wasn't really in her mind. Maybe for a few seconds, just seeing John the real Cortana dug herself out. You know, there's so many different ways you could. You could look at it. Uh, yeah, I think you. I think you made a really good point, so when you said it's not an, a redemption story for her, right. because oh, it, no. at, at first that's kind of what it seemed like they the angle they were trying to like take. It. Yeah. Um, but you, you, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't uh, realize or think about it. But yeah, she never really did apologize or ask for forgiveness. Um, so yeah, no that that is a really good point. If anything, she just apologized for not just being there for John, right? She was yeah. like, it's, it's me and you. That's the way we always did it. And I, I didn't do that. Right. He oh, was echoing the... him in the, in the sense that he's like, the whole time yeah. I was supposed to be there, I was supposed to protect her. And at the end, she's like, I was supposed to be there and I was supposed to protect him. Yeah. And it's just, it's like full circle. God, also, um, to yeah, answer right. Nick's thing in chat about Locke being poochied, he is alive according mm -hmm. to Mega Blocks. And an audio series. Yeah. Not, they have yeah, a series of toys. They have a series of toys that say as seen in Halo Infinite and they feature a bunch of people we didn't see. So they're oh, obviously cool. <laughs> cut content or future DLC plans and Locke in ODST gear was one of those people. Interesting. Like missing just a t-shirt and ODST gear because the Tavaris or Hyperius, one of them has his helmet. So they obviously kicked the shit out of him, stole his armor, but they did not kill him. Right, so, and, and and you could right. do that, right? Because we've we've seen we've seen in Halo Wars two uh, Spartans helmet fly off when Atriox uppercutted them, right? So you know that's uh, that's a possibility. So you I know, saw one, the comment. Sorry, go on, go go go, Michael. Uh, I saw the comment about him being killed or by a, a, a side comment or something. What when was that? Done? There was an audio log that mentioned his name. I'm pretty sure, but it wasn't dead. There was more like someone mentioned Blue Team was mentioned about not being on the ring. Was it a grunt tower? A Gruntar might have mentioned Locke, maybe. Yeah, maybe. saying that they had killed him. Oh, yeah. okay. Because the Gruntars lied all the time. 
Oh god, they're yeah, yeah, they're So you got to remember, and, and that's good. we're going to talk about that too with the brutes because I think that is, uh, you, you, yeah, the stuff you hear there. Obviously, we they are we very were, militaristic in a way the covenant never never was. Yeah. Think of them like, like um, truth, bro. Like there are times where I'm like, man, this guy knows Chief's whole backstory. Yo, who who told this person this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's, there's a, the, and propaganda is the right word. So, and then also, um, I think it, isn't Spartan Locke's uh, helmet is attached to the uh, the brothers you fight, right? Mm-hmm. They're wearing oh, it is? yeah, Hyperius. So, yeah, I missed it. I forgot to zoom. Oh. I beat him again, and I forgot to. Mm-hmm. I just those guys piss me off, so I'd kind of just like punch their body like 10, 15 times after and move <laughs> on. Did you play them on legendary? <laughs> no, heroic. I'm not legendary. Yeah, oh sh- yeah, you're, they're fun on legendary. <laughs> There was a few I couldn't see. You know, um, the Barris, the guy at the um, the dig site with the yep. hammer, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. like hammer power armor monkey you fight. Yep, yep, in the little tiny corridor. There's some cheese. There's some cheese ways. I I thought I discovered. I'll have to talk about it later. But there's a there's a way to cheese him on yeah. Uh, legendary. Oh yeah, yeah. You can make you get it up on a ledge leave, and yeah. he doesn't come after you. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, I did by accident. If you've, I, um, I if you've unlocked that um. The best weapon in the game, damage wise, the uh, the Sentinel beam, the Sentinel variant beam one, easily. Holy fuck! Yeah, you you do that, and if you have something like a rocket launcher, you can kill him in about eight seconds on legendary with it. Damn, that's what I did. It that's also it. helps because there's like a a gate in the center that can disconnects the two sections. You can just jump back and over, jump what and, and 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 he just. Man, he I just, just chases you. Got a grapple and <laughs> just ran for my life. Left, turn around, get a couple of shots off. Oh, yeah, I did that my first run, but my yeah. second run, I had to get a bit more creative. So yeah, I just kept on jumping back and uh, back and forth, and really quick though, me. I wanted to mention, you know, one thing, um, and this goes back to the uh, the super chat about uh, Cortana being a Halsey clone. Is yeah. she blows up the Spartan training site right with like mm-hmm. seventy two Spartan force? We know how Cortana feels. Sorry, how Halsey feels about the Spartan force. She doesn't like them. They're not. They're not her tools. You know what I mean? They're just tools. To where right. that's it, and that kind of reflects more with Cortana as well, where it's like, who gives? I don't give a crap about these fours. They're not. They're not my my people. You know, just mm-hmm. no hesitation. They're the McDonald's brands of Spartans. Is that what the intro uh, cutscene was about? I imagine um, with the with the tutorial. And yeah, in the tutorial, it's about you're at a, like a new secret place after yeah. Cortana had. Yeah, because up. the place blew up, and it was like you're like yeah. the one of the few survivors of. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So, you know, on that note, though, so that, that is interesting in um, keep going back to that, that Cortana thing now and, and kind of how, you know, the weapon is sort of Cortana soft rebooted <laughs> in a way. Yeah. And um, and that does, again, that, that brings this, we kind of see where if we can logically connect the path that Cortana took to get where she got. You know, you kind of know that that that's a possibility now with the weapon, and it does complicate her a bit. But what did you guys think about the the, the trade off um, going from Cortana to Nutana, or basically? There was um, this moment where uh, Nutana was speaking, and the first half of her sentence was Cortana, and the second half wasn't. And I'm like, this is amazing. Just Jen Taylor, right? I think the voice actress mm-hmm. did a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. I'm like, she did that's, awesome. In all that's three when I'm like, roles. Yeah. She, she should and be up. I, for I some called her in the this. review. I called her a three-headed Hydra performance, and then John <laughs> had me take it out because it was like, "Well, we don't know that." Oh no, I did say that, but I said um, it through um, cutscenes versus being there all the time with you. Yeah, you know, sort of giving it away that Cortana is never actually in the game. Those were little directly. hints, right? That like yeah. this is. By the way, that wasn't really a big a big plot twist, right? That the weapon was a Cortana clone. I mean, I thought that was kind of obvious. 
from the anyone even just looking at it you wouldn't be shocked and then having mm. if you read the book you yeah can really easily guess yeah. it and i don't think they were trying to hide yeah it. that wasn't a big twist in it People who but care. I, I thought they did a really good job, though, because, um, you know, I said this before, too. It was almost like uh, like they they make you like this new puppy along the way. <laughs> it's like, hey, you get to adopt this one when we put the other one to sleep. Um, so, yeah, they did a good job. Of, they sorry, still did the line. That's, though, that's terrible. Right? Which, which huh? I liked. They, they still put that line in. Cause I'm like, man, are they going to put this line in where it's like they'll replace me with another Cortana model? It won't be. Yeah, me, they you know yeah. That. Like, I'm like, yes, yeah, they, they did put it in. in. Thank you. God, I want to talk about the chief. We should, I, we should do I do like to to take a step back of what we were just. I do mm. like how she, uh, uh, the weapon was kind of freaked out when she realized that she and her like she was a a clone yes. of Cortana yes. because she saw what she was capable yeah. of. Mm-hmm. And I I do like how they kind of touched on that because that um you know like what the the uh the super chat it, it, they all are all clone or an AI off of a Cortana clone yeah. brain so yeah. um there are going to be certain similarities, similarities yep yeah you know funny yeah. enough cortana went off the deep end when she wasn't with the chief that's all i'm saying right? <laughs> after halo 4 before halo 5 so yeah and jen and, and and just you brought up a good i mean you mentioned it to me before too before the review came out that like jen taylor's performance here is probably you know one of one of the better perform- yeah uh, yeah. acting performances I've in seen. a game of incredibly good voice acting performances yes. it's yeah. yes. the best one god that last line by Asharim, uh Asharim, the flipping uh, the final speech was just oh man that was intense right before you fight him i think oh he yeah. just kind of like screams at the ending and i'm sitting there getting like goosebumps so let's transition over to chief because uh okay. i know so you've been wanting to talk about him so we we well, kind of talked we about <laughs> Yeah, and I know we kind of covered it a little bit, but yeah. So, what was your thoughts? Uh, obviously, Chief is a little bit. Um, it, it's obvious that they've been trying to develop him a little bit more, trying to humanize him a little bit, uh, without going over the top because of obvious reasons for gameplay. Uh, but what was your thought? What was your uh, just give your general thoughts on Chief uh, in his development and yeah? I mean, I'll, I'll just say a quick line. Um, like the amount of depth they gave him without making it super obvious kind of blew my mind like mm-hmm. you know that scene when uh, uh god when the weapon realized that she's a katana clone and she's like i've reactivated the deletion protocols you can do it and it's all dark you know at least i think that chief considered it right at that point he's like and even even going back a little bit when he was doing the deletion protocol you could see the hesitation mm-hmm. just through the way they they portrayed how the deletion was happening you know, and then of course the Samuel line, but it's just that's what I love the most about Chief's development in this game was how mm. subtle yet powerful it was. I, I know a lot of people could probably play it and miss a lot of this stuff, or maybe mm. I'm looking into it too much. Maybe it's one too many English classes. You know what I mean? We're seeing things that aren't there. But I, I just thought it was so well done, and more so than Halo Four, where it was. I don't think Halo Four was long enough to really flesh out chief's emotions his interactions his trust yeah, halo 4 had the same issue as 5 where they threw together what yeah. they had at the end yeah to well, get this, out on this game finally had the time to properly like almost in a way chief was built up just as much as these other characters it just wasn't obvious because mm-hmm. it, it's not him speaking it, it's more in actions and in little ui elements and stuff like that i loved it honestly well and the, and the challenge with building up chief and i've said this before too is because you know we know that with when Bungie originally made Chief 
you know, many years ago, it was so that the player becomes chief, right? Yep. So whatever you build up to him has to be something that will connect with most of the audience or most mm -hmm. of the audience can go, yeah, if I was in that position, that's how I would feel, right? And and yep. so, uh, um, Jesse, what was kind of, what was some more of your thoughts on that? I mean, what were some of the things that stuck out to you about his um, interactions and development? Well, so much of it comes from every time they did the hand animation work where they talked about like at the opening scene on warship Gabrak in the very first mission like that whole thing of him floating through space and very gently dealing with any marines yeah. he comes across or and just flinging the shit out of any jackal or grunt um <clears throat> that was all hand animated by one guy they said like just he just spent a ton of time giving every time he was in a cutscene, you see him like there's purpose and thought behind exactly how he goes along with a boatload of talent to make it look really natural Mm -hmm. um the scene when when the pilot breaks down and admits he's not a soldier he was just a civil uh, civilian oh, engineer man. who volunteered to mm -hmm. try and help and then ran when the uh, the banished freaking conquered him um and, and chief just takes and kneels down next to him and admits i i failed like you don't i'm scared i failed you don't have to feel terrible about this type of stuff and just God, i love that. not a lot of words that was even. a great it scene was, actually it was a that was actually the one when I talked to you and John was like, I just witnessed what might have been one of the best cutscenes I've ever seen yeah. when during the preview period. I'm like, Yep. And after when I got to year, there, it was like, like Yeah, that voice acting. 2021, 2020, that line I think hit home to everyone who's not who has a heart, you know, playing the game yeah. like it's so not Nick because he didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick, you know, he's Australian, he doesn't have a heart, anyways. Yeah, uh, <laughs> his heart's upside down. <laughs> but yeah, Jesse, come on. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to so much of not having him talk too much where, like, he doesn't really talk outside of cutscenes very often. Mm. It's just a few things here and there. So you don't feel like he's gabbing like he did at times in 4 and 5 where there was... Uh, a, 4 had yeah. all the interplay with people in your comm on the, uh, the top part of the screen, and he would interact sometimes with them. And 5 was obviously the team dynamic and everyone talking a ton. Instead, a lot of the talking in this is either Marines around you or mm -hmm. the enemy at you oh, or God. the weapon and the pilot with you. And it's all the best they've ever had, especially the NPC dialogue. We could have is, a whole episode of just that. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. You could have you could have an eight hour long episode just listening to the grunt towers like it's that much time <laughs> and work. It's it's shows we delayed this game and we just we like a lot of it's Joe Satan. So obviously that was added in after the fact. Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. all hilarious. I haven't heard a single bad one. Some of them have made me laugh for like 10 minutes straight. They're just, and they, they focused on that instead of having chief have to carry stuff more, his actions, his mannerisms and Man of the action, few words right? he says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and the, the, the pilot and the weapon call out how robotic in nature his actions are mm -hmm. where he just is, straight line i'm gonna go and kill or blow up or do whatever i have to to win here and the pilot's terrified because he's not a soldier and he just yeah, wants to right. leave yeah um and the way he talks later i also believe is this family dead yeah they his family's he, dead. He, yeah. He, yeah yeah well and we'll yeah. get into so the pilot is here that him too. i'm just wondering was he assuming that because they were on the infinity or was that something he already knew i wonder they, they didn't say how he knows that there was a line uh, and I guess we'll dive into the pilot. Yeah, here he in a said minute. he's all alone. Yeah, because yeah. Chief's pretty much, it's just he's super humanized through very 
well, brilliantly crafted small actions. Mm. It's not big bombastic stuff. He's not a wisecracker. Mm-hmm. He'll make the the joke here or there. He felt a lot like the book chief without the inner monologue because you get so much more in a book because Nylon just Nylon chief, yeah. right? Yep. Basically, the mm-hmm. Shadows of Reach. I wasn't the biggest fan of, of his of his chief. Shadows of Reach had way too much of that militaristic. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' bro back and forth shit. But yeah, the um the actual the chief in this game is the closest he's ever been to the books. Yes. In a way that works better for gaming, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think that again, that that is the balance, right? Because you know, in the past, in order to try to not to alienate whoever you know the, the gamer is, you know, you try to make him kind of a robot. But but at the same time, people aren't robots, right? And I think so. This was a, a, a nice little balance between that, making him show empathy, making him show like vulnerability. I think this is the first one. I mentioned that right off the bat. This is the first time that he's actually even looked you know, felt vulnerable in any sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, how about you? I know like, you know, one of the things we're worried about coming in was like, he was going to have like maybe too many quips and things like that. Like wh- where did you like kind of land on where he was with the, uh, in the game? I was happy with it. It, it was, it was kind of, um, it was kind of classic master chief, but, but also more so towards the story mat, like the book master chief, mm-hmm. like, because master chief was, if I remember correctly, were originally designed, or the inspiration was Clint Eastwood and like a man of few words uh, and a man of action. Yeah. And um, that was very much this. And, and I, and I remember us, I remember saying in one of our earlier podcasts that I hope he's not chatty caddy mm-hmm. uh, during the, during gameplay. Like I don't mind him talking during yep. cutscenes because that's a cutscene. Um, I, I was generally put off in four and five when, how much chatter there would be from him while you're playing yeah. while you're playing yeah. because the 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 whole becoming master chief thing was you have cortana or marines or whoever talking to you and the player forms their thoughts and reactions and then you play off of that instead of you know being those reactions being forced on you through whatever master chief says while you're playing yeah. as him and and I, and there you know and i thought that was handled really well like yeah there's some things that he says while you play as them but it's very it's, it's very few and little. far between right yeah, yeah. It's, like it's the trailer kind of gave the wrong impression where they, they kept showing lines of him saying stuff but when you right. actually play the game that doesn't happen that often yeah you know? yeah no. and I, yeah. I i i thought that was great i thought during the cutscenes, his his character was handled much better than even four and five like just like i mean a lot a lot of what jesse said is exactly what i was thinking like the way that he approached the marines that were floating through space or even the way that he reacted to ashram's death you know like yeah. he just oh, has that, that like great. he just has that respect for soldiers right and you know it, and he he was more of a man of action and <laughs> it's katana words. says that right in, yeah. in one of her lines <laughs> and um the weapons right honestly like the only the only thing that i wish i wish they took out that stupid tank Oh, you know, like, oh, I, I like, like it. it. Like that. Yeah, that, that, that didn't reason, That seemed out of character. <laughs> oh, oh, I like did. Everything else, because like even when he did joke, it was deadpan. It was, yeah. you know, whereas that wasn't very deadpan. That had a little <laughs> too emo- too much emotion. Might have been a trailer line. You know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but other than that singular line, yeah, I, I absolutely love the way that Chief was handled in this game because 
like four, he four and five, he seemed kind of citing like a depressed teenager type thing, <laughs> like you know. Um, but it was it was too they went too that's another thing too. Like I think four and five are too serious, whereas this one had more levity or you know, um again, that, this one had the time, right? They, they were able to really flesh this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just seemed like a, a really good continuation from the Master Chief we all know and like mm-hmm. grew up with. Um, and just like we've said, and I think it was the last podcast, like this is the Halo that three four three can show that they get Halo. Yeah. And that, yeah. that not only with the gameplay and the, the 30 seconds of fun and the gameplay loop and everything, but also with the way that Chief is uh personified. The characters, the story, the it's yeah. Halo. You know, yeah, at its yeah. best. Yeah, no, I, I did think w- one of the interesting aspects of Chief, um, you know, there was that conversation he was having with the weapon when she's trying to figure out him and the pilot. And I think this is where the pilot revealed that, you know, his family's gone. Uh, and then she asked, you know, Chief, and he's like, you know, how about you? And he says, no, like, I have nobody. Like, this is all I know or something like that. And it mm-hmm. was like, uh, like that was kind of interesting. Like it, it you know, it, it kind of revealed the, his character as being somebody who's always been just duty. And then that, you know, you see that come back again at the end when he looks at Eshram and he kind of sees himself in Eshram. I, I don't know if maybe I'm reading yeah. too much into that, but it no, kind of no, felt like sure. he was he, like, Hey, we're, yeah, we're just doing our duties. This is all we've ever known. We don't even know why we, this is what well, we do. And, we and just plus know. imagine if the banished had an AI that had blown up earth. Right, How right. crazy would have Spartans yeah. have gone? God, I can't believe they flipping like not humanized, but like made me sympathetic for the banished. I did not expect that. I'll be honest. As I was they've always the been game. really well written and had good motivation. So them just out of nowhere destroying the UNSC's biggest ship and all that would have been a bit out of character, mm. depending on from what we knew from Halo Wars Two, where it's more like this fight for survival between two sides. I gotta not, play this game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you so, haven't played it? I haven't played it. <laughs> oh my so, god. Just watch the cutscenes. If, if you uh, haven't I had a chance. story, but I, I want to yeah. play it. <laughs> yeah, there's probably more context when you're playing it. But th- so let's let's transition now over to Ashram and the Banish because um they were less one note than I thought they were gonna be. You know, mm-hmm. I just thought they were the new replacement for the Covenant. Um there is a there is a similar potential oh, we can quickly say thank you to Faisal for the oh, yeah. super chat yes. happy, holidays, you, happy holidays catching up on the pod now yeah happy holidays. thank you Faisal good to see you man <laughs> he forgot his friends references he's saving that for the main show uh <laughs> oh, I'll him. he knows it <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so let's talk about the banish let's talk about um you know uh I guess what we know of Atrox Eshram you know like that the the banished do seem to have a little bit more uh, background motivation. You know, we know that uh, they they kind of delve into that a little bit. Uh, so let's let's go back around, and I guess I'll start with you this time, Mike, since uh, I went last last time. What was some of your thoughts? You know, Eshram, like the ban- any of the stuff, like kind of pick your poison on that stuff. Uh, what are general thoughts, and maybe some insights, things that really stuck out to you about them. I thought it was handled really, really well. Like I was worried. That was the one part that I was kind of worried about when, when the rumor or leak or whatever about like the one shot camera angle that they were mm-hmm. going for. Mm-hmm. Like I was wondering how much would that, um, that type of right? yeah, uh, that type of storytelling. How much of that yeah. would uh, offer the banished 
opportunity to develop throughout. But mm-hmm. and they did break away from that a few times or a couple times, but and, but it was fine, you know. And um, at first, I thought that Ashram kind of came off like a comic book villain, but that he the more the game went off yeah it was more grounded you know that that the um i did like how he was also vulnerable Mm -hmm. you know but like never in front of the enemy but back you know backstage Mm -hmm. or whatever save your strength yeah he was sick or getting old or whatever was wrong with him yeah and um no i have any bananas (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I, I liked how, granted, I was a fan of the Banished since Halo Wars 2. Mm. Um, if if you haven't, if you don't want to play it, at least watch the second cutscene in Halo Wars 2. Mm. So they, okay. they do a great explains job. Explains a lot. Yeah. yeah, explaining. Have you guys all played Halo Wars 2? I only played yeah, some of it. I watched all the cutscenes. I, I know I know Jesse and, and Mike has played it. Abe, you played it too? I, I okay, played some of it, it, but yeah. Okay. I watched all the cutscenes before uh, Infinite. To get a bit, bit and I call myself an RTS fan. Did anyone watch my <laughs> "Just Who Are the Banished" video? I did. I did I, watch that. Yeah, yeah. The, a lot of the what you saw in that were those cutscenes. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Primarily, primarily made up from those cutscenes. And you know, I I was also curious to see how they would adapt the banished from an RTS setting to a first-person shooter, and they did mm. a wonderful job. They did an absolutely mm. wonderful job. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I loved how they brought back like the skirmishers. Um, and yep. the, they are different skirmishers, though they're not the same race they were. They are the no, regular Kig Yars who be, decided to be. They, there's like some weird lore reason they don't. They have the long beaks instead of the short ones because they had the, the real the different look and reach. So if you're wondering oh. why they just look like a jackal with that armor, it's because they, I guess they didn't want to make a second model. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, okay. Um, they were defecting I, I, my flipping grapple hawk. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I and I I loved how they created the Spartan killers. Like yes, I absolutely cool. love that. And and the way that they integrated that in the story was handled very, very well as well. Like I I, I don't know. I, I a part of me was like, man, I hope they aren't like the A team or whatever of the banish. Like kind of <laughs> not cheesy, but like I don't I, I just the banished are handled really, really well. I, I absolutely love that. You also can see, and they do a great. And I think the thing that I love about just the story in general is that none of it is like forced. It mm-hmm. is handled very mm-hmm. elegantly or naturally, um, because you you get through either audio logs or comments from grunts or enemies that you hear, or just from the cutscenes that there's some inner inner um, inner fighting, mm-hmm. like very light mm-hmm. inner fighting. Um, or you, there's that one cutscene where, um, uh, who was it? Who was the uh, one that got in Domni with Tremonius? Tremonius, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where Tremonius had his face smashed into the con- you know. At the... first, I'm like, dang, Force user. Then I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the audio logs do reveal a little bit more, um, give them a mm-hmm. little bit more character as well. Like they're, yeah. they're like again, they're not just this unified one note. Everybody's doing, you know, like it, it's a little bit more of a complicated group of mercenaries right and yeah like, and um there's the one even where he found out that like they were trying to overtake an outpost and stuff and then ashram just comes in and, and kills everyone that was going against him oh like, they yeah. they are a brutal strength focused mercenary group that is now really unbelievably pissed at the unsc because of cortana and what she did to them yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and we understand their motivation. So, so Jesse, you put together the video, um, you know, Who Are the Bandaged? So, obviously, you did a little bit of homework beforehand. You read the books. Uh, was there was there anything that kind of uh, stood out to you in the game that was like an evolution of what you knew coming in? Or was it pretty much, you know, pretty much exactly what you thought they were going to be? They've generally been on an upwards trajectory, but like the propaganda tower showed, they always talked way more than they had actually done to mm-hmm. sell themselves more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still doing it a bit in this game, but they really have over the course of the 18 months since the end of five, they really have become a lot bigger and better funded and more powerful to the point where mm-hmm. they were able to mm-hmm. brilliantly plan and destroy the friggin' infinity. Um, Right, I feel Did like you know there's a second ship called the Eternity. Are you serious? The Infinity, yes. The Eternity wasn't. It hasn't been in service yet, though, because it, they took some of the parts from it while it was being built to fix the Infinity after it was damaged last time. Interesting. So I look forward to the Eternity. I think that might be where Palmer is. I don't know there's so much story stuff and so many yeah. places to go. And, um, you know, like their uh, power. build off your point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, some people will be like, where did this random group come from? How are they this powerful? But at the end of Halo 5, like, there's no real, other than Cortana, superpower, right? Everyone's mm. kind of fractured. The Covenant's fractured. Arbiter's troops aren't really that powerful. We saw that in Halo 5. So it kind of makes sense that Banish, one of the few remaining militarily organized armadas, can actually damage the UNSC this much, you know, take it mm. out, basically. And it was one that was built off of the back of the Covenant that knew where yes. all their stuff was that yes. will actually use anyone. There are humans in the Banish. I don't know if they're still after Cortana, but like mm. they're really smart and they're really dedicated to winning in a way the Covenant weren't where the Covenant had their doctrine and their dogma, which really hamstrung them all the, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, like, And their leaders, right? Their politicians trying to just manipulate everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I feel like the covenant was more of like almost like a religious cult in a way. Like if you're trying to compare them, yeah, if you're trying to compare them, yeah, if you're trying to compare them to like you know our world, that's what they would be. They would mm-hmm. be like a religious mm-hmm. cult. Whereas the banished is more it's what almost Blackwater more, wants to be. <laughs> it's it's political. It, it, it's propaganda. It is, yes. and, and like this is the interesting thing. Like kind of as you delve into it, like even if you go to all the way back to you know Halo Wars two. Um, and it's it's a shame for anybody who didn't get a chance to like even see some of those cutscenes because they do a good job setting up like who these guys are, not just in terms of power, but you know how they be- gain power. And a lot of it is through perception, right? It is through that perception of strength, and that was like a really interesting kind of um, dynamic. Like if you start listening to some of like you start paying attention to like the little details in the in the game. Um, even about Eshram, like in front of everybody, he's this badass that can't be defeated. And then uh, behind the scenes, he's recording these audio logs. This may be my last battle, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, my name will like, I will defeat you even in death and all this other stuff. It's more about this perception of, of like giving people this confidence and belief. It's like inspiration kind of thing. And, it, and it's more like, it reminds me a lot of like, uh, you know, either motivational speakers or, you know, 
Baghdad Bob or whatever, always trying to fake it to get all the army, the soldiers, to, you know, you got to fake it until you make it kind of thing. Right. Like, and, and, and believe it until you actually, all that stuff. It, it's funny. Those propaganda towers were just that to me. They were like a cheesy motivational speaker kind of thing. Yep. But, but at the same time, it's what they do to motivate the soldiers yep. because when they, because part of their strength is getting people to believe. And if they lose that ability, whether it's Atriox, and that's what Atriox does well, is he gets people to, to really rally behind him and believe uh, that he's this, and, and Eshram trained him and all this stuff. But it, it's, it's um, if they lose that element, it's like then they lose the war in a way. But in some ways, what they did too is they, if you kind of listen to like even Master Chief and the soldiers, they bring that aspect to him with, with, um, on the other side, and this is the other thing they do is they mirror they mirror the two yes. sides pretty well yeah. in the game. Whereas, uh, you know, when the when the soldiers see Master Chief, they like they're inspired, they want to go fight, mm -hmm. they believe they can they can do it again. You remember when the pilot said, "Hey, when you were gone, you know, we you know all hope was lost," that kind of thing. And so both of them have this sort of air of of it's it's not just the tactics in battle it's not just the weapons they have or how strong they are it's how they can kind of motivate and get other people to kind of believe in their causes so that's an interesting dynamic and i don't know if they're going to continue to build off of it but i thought that was something that um that's a new element for halo like in terms of like just the you like know the foil this... yeah like, yeah i yeah. could definitely see that the banished have like the propaganda towers and then Chief just like has him going crazy, not like destroying camps and whatnot while people are watching. Like, damn, you know, like after playing this game, I can see why people call you demon, right? Because you're yeah. going in single-handedly, taking out these giant outposts, literally alone. Maybe some Marines here and there, but otherwise, ah, oh, god, it, it felt amazing. <laughs> you know? Except the banish don't call you a demon, though, right? What do they uh, call the you? At least they call you prey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see. And it goes back to just what I said. It's about that whole. We don't want to build him up to be this big mm. thing. He's nothing, right? You're right. He's just. You're remember, right. they kept saying he's just a human. Every time they kill you and they oh dance around God. you, no, yeah. he's just oh, a human. It's easy just... fight. I'm like easy fight, dude. Come on, I almost. There got is you. the one time when I jacked a uh, elite's uh, elite's nope. shit yeah. or um, banshee, and he said the demon has absconded with my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The elite still called you demon. It felt like like a fair yeah. bit of them, and the guards yeah. sometimes did, and... especially the ones that were dressed as. Um, Covenant still in the yes, covenant like, armor, and like not the, in the uh, armor. God, the what are they called with the white things? Oh my God, they're called something. Uh, elite ultra, a zealot ultras, zealots. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Also, screw them, man. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah, tough. They're, <laughs> they are, they're like little mini bosses on the battlefield. Yep. Yeah. I, I did like how they under the banished understood that if you break someone, if you break someone down mentally, that's going to give you a huge advantage, and they yep. totally played into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was about what Valor was, right? It was you kind of like bringing hope back yeah. to the UNSC yeah. throughout throughout the ring. God, there's a lot of stuff in here, huh? Yeah, and that's a theme. I, I feel like it's kind of been overlooked, but I, it, it was a big theme of the game on both sides. And you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, and you just brought in Valor, and I didn't even think of make that connection, but that's that just ties it into the gameplay as well. So, so yeah, overall, uh, any other thoughts about Atriox, Ashram? Yep, um, really quick. One thing I wanted to say about the Banished, and it's my first time seeing them, was they were consistent. And by that, I mean, like, when, when you take out the, uh, God, I don't even remember his name, but the, the last Spartan Hunter, Spartan Killer, um, the Elite. Jerga uh, and Domni. Jerga and Dom, Domni, yeah, that was it. Um, I expected uh, Ashram to be like, oh, you took him out. But instead, he was like, nice. Okay. I, I mean, I either told him he's going to die or he's death or kill you, right? So 
<laughs> not to that. give a crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, to him, that that seemed like uh, cheap proving himself. Yes, yeah. as a worthy opponent to, to Ashram. Yeah, no. What what I was saying was it's consistent because even earlier in the game, you're taking out the two brothers. You kill one, he's like, oh, he was a weakling anyway. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it was consistent theme throughout the game you know and it was just it, it builds these guys up well also we have to remember that the covenant had like like 20 books three entire games to build themselves up you know they were this galaxy wide threat but we knew they were galaxy wide they're not out of the games in the first game they were just in halo that's it you didn't know they were taking over the world or the universe you know what i mean that came through other media and whatnot so let's see where the banish goes from here in terms of uh more games, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the only one I think who's read Divine Wind so far. I think so. The, the second book. one, yeah, yeah. That is uh, features the banished heavily, and it's great. Okay. Also, last thing, objectively, red and black is the best color scheme. That is, that is true. Best I do miss. Well. I do miss the purple. The purple mm, ships. Yeah. I, 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 I want. I want to see one of those again. I, that would have been a nice little. Uh, it, it does. Like they do fit the overall themes of each army right because like they purple do. and it was very curvature or, or you know, like royal kind of yeah like that yeah that kind of made sense for like a holy mm-hmm. type of yeah. army whereas um they were like flying pope mobiles yeah, yeah. <laughs> whereas the banish is very material uh, mater- uh military Mil- yeah yeah, yeah. You know, industrial that's Form, very industrial over yeah they're Form they're all form. about function over going to work for us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it was also kind of like pieced together forcefully yes. sometimes you know yeah. um which is very much them i i do want to just throw in i am extremely happy that atriox is not dead yes yeah yes. I, yeah i was first i was like okay so you're gonna kill cortana off screen and then you get that cut scene where they yeah, they talk no about atriox being dead i'm like oh come on i never yeah. believe the that. Amount of people I didn't on no discord way. and the forums that were like pissed and like did this really happen like i can't Play the game, right? It it came out during the previews. Like Mm. they they let you show them talking about the late vision or the late Atriox's his his vision in the preview coverage, which was really weird. And John actually chose to not do that. Some people Uh, were like, I'm not gonna put that that in. But some people did put that in. So I only watched his, so I didn't realize he was dead until by the way, holy like I know we already talked about this, but that was such a huge surprise to me when I saw him in the opening cutscene. Like I did not expect that at no, I didn't think I was going to see him in the game. No marketing material, nothing at all. And then, boom, first person you see is Atriox. At that point, you know for a fact he's not going to die. Come on. Yeah. yeah. First person up. yeah. That, I that mean, was... they killed off. They killed off. Um... Jewel and Dama. Yeah. Well, they, he, at cut they... <laughs> he at least got a cutscene. He at least got a cutscene, but that was pretty <laughs> yeah. pathetic. Too. Oh, the didact. They were the going to make that mistake. Oh, I mean, they killed off they just... the didact off screen. They killed off Cortana off screen. Well, it's technically... not really a Didact, you can just kind of assume. I'm pretending that comic doesn't exist, by the way. You can just kind of assume <laughs> that he just went down and got composed or something. You know? Yeah, he'll be back That's the way I look at it. Well, that that'd be a different show, but yeah, I think there, there's still possibilities still out there. Um, all right, so uh, real quickly, I, before we kind of get touch on the end of it, let's also just talk about the pilot because he's one of the main mm. characters. Esparza, um, right? Yeah. What is his name? Es- Fernando Esparza, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Fernando. If I remember Esparza. correctly. Yeah. A- any thoughts either way? For you guys, I, I felt he was he was more there to serve a plot point, but um, than he was to. I, in the I, beginning, I thought he needed a Xanax. Like I thought, like <laughs> he, I, I thought he, they leaned a little too hard on his anxieties. Yeah. But then during the course, you realize that he's not a soldier. I was like, okay, I get why he's yeah, freaking yes. out. 
And then after the the pep talk with Master Chief, he does calm down. And at the end, he is kind of like just yeah. He's like, it, let's go, let's to, go. What's yeah, he's in it to win it and stuff. <laughs> so um, he yeah he he he's a good character. Like he um, I think the way that they played it off was that he brought the humanity to the story, whereas mm. instead of forcing it upon Master Chief in a way that they kind of did in the past, you know, Master Chief was Master Chief. He was the stoic man of action. You had Cortana or Nutana or the weapon that, like you said, was a window for new players. It, it mm. gave context to explain things of what's going on. Um, and I think uh, the I think uh, the pilot did a good job bringing humanity into the story without like you know, forcing it on anyone else. Like every man, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, look at what we're up against. That's he, he was just there to keep reminding you that uh, uh, the odds aren't in our favor. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, Jesse, any thoughts from you about him? Um, it was pretty much the same thing. It's like, I'm just wondering what is the motivation going to be on why he's so desperate to leave? Like, I get it in the sense that he was just floating and hiding for six months, somehow surviving on you know, space magic rations, but um, like, why is he so much more over the top and desperately wanting to leave than any of the Marines you run into? Right. He has nothing to live for. And, right home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then it pretty much comes to, okay, yeah, he's just not built for this. He's not mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. mindset. He's not gone through military training. He's thought he was going to get to leave now that he's, his ship yeah. had gotten power back and Chief was there and then they, they took out the, they took out a brute ship. So obviously they got a big sign painted on their backs like he just wanted to get the hell out of here because that's you know, just self-preservation and yeah, once yeah. you learn that part it really colored everything earlier for me and i, yes. I grew to like him yeah. quite a bit especially like once he is all in and he, he realizes they can win and make a difference and it matters and it's okay that he failed and ran away and didn't do more because mm -hmm. he can still just keep fighting because that's what chief and the weapon and all the people on the ring are doing it it you know, it. I felt it hit pretty hard. Yeah, good points. Um, yeah. So, any additional things? Really quick. Um, I, he humanized, obviously, just in general, but he also humanized the chief, right? That one cut scene where yeah. he opens up to the chief because the chief's like, "I failed too," right? And that yeah. one, he's like, "This is a person too," you know. And I can speak to them. I can talk to them. And yeah, I mean, he did a great job, you know. And and I'm really curious to see where it goes from there. Yeah, for, for me, I think um, I probably neither, not as low on him as some people were. I think some people found him kind of annoying because he, he, like Mike said, he needed Xanax at the beginning of the, of the <laughs> game. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think, I think he was probably the most one note. Out of, it's interesting, like even, even Chief felt more dynamic in some ways. Mm, um, yeah. You know, he basically was just, you know, the coward. And I do wish they would have, you know, kept his family alive or something, you know, so give him that real motivation of why he wanted to do something. But uh, right now, it's just he's scared and now he's less scared. Oh. I just realized he keeps that with him, eh? He kept it probably in his pocket the whole time. Yeah. Just, I just yeah. made that connection now. Huh. So, yeah, that, that you know, that, so that part... I, I, I guess we'll see where he goes with it. I, I again, I think he served more of a plot point to give them other what the other characters build up the other characters off of him, and his arc kind of ends in the middle, right? Like I think <laughs> once he. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, turns out my chair, who uh, I didn't make because someone wanted my old chair, 
everything's loose. <laughs> like all the screws are loose. What's going on? Everybody's sick and everybody's got broken chairs today. <laughs> I'm going to look at um, that later. <laughs> I really, I think that he was just more of a, um, like he had an arc, which was he's terrified. He wanted, he, well, he's about to give up on everything. He's down yeah. to no food. He's been just flying around for six months hiding. Yeah. Super excited. Thinks he gets to leave. Starts getting dragged more and more into mm-hmm. it. Eventually, you finally learn more about him, and it's just this this change where he's like, even the the most famous soldier in all of history is like here, looking to help me, talking about his own failures and realizing, yeah, I can I can help. Yeah, I'm good at flying. I can be a part of this. We've already done so much, and like I, I it felt like a full arc for a side character to me. Plus, yeah. I mean, I also thought his voice acting is really good because that guy who does him did the voice acting of Octane in Apex Legends, which is a very different character. Hmm. I was like, oh man, that guy's got some range because Octane's just a maniac. You know, I, I, sorry, Mike, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say, just a quick line. Uh, I'd be annoyed too if uh, someone told me to drop off a wasp every like two minutes. Like, oh, okay, here you go. Okay. A scorpion? I don't know what you need this for, but okay. I mean, if the, if the wasp weren't like made out of paper mache, yes. you wouldn't have to drop them off all the time. <laughs> you get up but... three banshees all around. You're like, come on, I just want to get yeah. to that island. I wonder how much of the vehicle balancing is for co-op, and they just didn't yeah. change it that much because yeah. they are very weak. So but you many can things. also get them. They're so made much of more paper. Often. It's like, especially on legendary. It's like, yeah, on legendary. I, I, I use a vehicle use to get me. You know, the only time you a vehicle, the the only. Um, vehicle that's uh tanky powerful in the uh in the campaign on legendary is the razorback when you load it up with marines and power weapons oh, then sense. you can just okay. just demolish everything. that and for some reason the ghost the ghost can still yeah, get yeah. you some stuff mm. but like the the scorpion tank you have to use it as an actual tank is where you don't go in yeah it's all sniping did, did you guys take it it's actually how tanks are used in real life that makes sense, i did actually. i did that on legendary without Ooh, knowing it was a thing that's crazy Wait, really no so it, the in the 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 road mission the very the second to last the one, tank mission if you take the tank all the way to the to the base you get the next mission oh okay yeah i, I, I did that on mission. legendary that's without knowing it. that's crazy. i used a uh warthog because i had a couple marines with me so oh I was, yeah all my marines mm-hmm. died in like two probably would have been kills. easier i literally just spent 10 minutes sniping no, everything if, if, if you give your marines uh power weapons they will how do you give them weapons i wasn't sure about you that. just trade just, it oh, well, I, yeah. oh my god you just trade you it to them god damn it like <laughs> give them freaking the the like either the um, skewer yeah, or, 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 the, or the homing rocket launchers. You know, give them a combination. Oh, that weapon is so powerful. I, I, yeah. And the yeah. variant sentinel beam. And they don't want to have ammo. Beam. They just keep firing yep. that stuff, and that you will watch so these sense. ships come to drop and them. And they won't on. blow you up. The, I just kept uh, dropping weapons in front of them, and I'm like, pick it up. Come on. Yep. I would always have <laughs> one sniper, because the snipers do legit shoot mm-hmm. at a further distance. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I would always have one sniper, a, a volatile skewer. Two of the sentinel beams and a oh tracking God. and a tracking rocket oh launcher. That combo right there seemed to work extremely they, well for any. You could pretty much take the same damage. They do the same damage you do. They shoot more often than you can. They shoot longer than you can, and they can take way more damage. They have better armor. They're all cheese. better than yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, they do. I feel like it was a glitch. I feel like they they, they messed up something there because I, on legendary, it's like no these these marines feel like they are what you would expect on easy or normal. Maybe, a load of us, a lot of marines, pop it in the base and just leave. Just let them. Let them go yeah, they just. Like, 
they will wreck everything. Like I had some parts where I was in legendary where I was going for the uh the high value targets and I got mm. some tough parts. I was like, screw this. I just went back to the base, picked up a bunch of Marines, <laughs> drove up, and we just anni- like I just drove up and watched them just annihilate everything. Yeah. Don't discount the um this the variant um shock rifle either. Because they'll all keep hitting things and shocking everything. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Man, really fun. The variant yeah. ravager was terrible. I thought. Did you guys try the variant ravager? It wasn't. Yeah, didn't do anything. I was like, me. come on. It's if you can hit things with it, it can be pretty good. It's just it's really Weird. hard to. It's like delayed it explosions or something. They bounce, I, I think. Uh oh yeah yeah okay. Um, hmm. real quick, and uh, Jesse mentioned it um, about the pilot not having anything to live for and stuff. I thought it was pretty telling that. The handgun that he gave Master Chief only had one bullet. Yeah, mm. you know. Oh. That. oh, yeah, he was on the verge, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense now. Because, yeah, like, I mean, in case because you can, it's it's not it's not obvious, but you know, as in the beginning, whenever it's rotating around the holograph, hologram or holograph of his family, his daughter and wife, you can tell that the battery, not only the battery on the. Um, the little machine or whatever is dying, but you can tell you, if you pay attention to the background, mm. you can see like the power meters and stuff dropping. You can see how the can like the, the battery cells change from green to red. Mm. So like he's basically all the oxygen that been used up. Yeah. Yeah. Like the oxygen tanks and stuff. I don't know what he was waiting for. Um, so like, it makes more sense. That, he's that like backstory does. Last. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that backstory does make more sense now. So, like, he was guy, he was a guy literally at the end of his rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, shit, I found Master Chief. He pow- I was able to power up my ship from his suit and wake him up. I get to not die now. And then he yeah. just gets dragged into the worst action he's seen. <laughs> so, to be fair, the chief thought he was a soldier, which does make a lot more sense to me in terms of how the chief treated him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. All right. Matt so, we are. The moment he knew he wasn't. We're yeah. at uh, we're we're almost at an hour and God, I could talk about this for another two, three. Yeah, hours. so like, we didn't even cover the end. So let, let's talk yes. about the end before we get to the community questions. Um, the end. So the end is obviously uh, very hard questions. to understand. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I mean, well, so <laughs> I don't even, can you even call it an end? To me, it feels more like a beginning, and that's that, no, that's it a good way to start the trilogy. Yeah, so let's let, that's a good place to start. So, so you you just finished it; it's fresh in your mind. Tell us what you thought uh, about the end of the game. Um, I, I felt like, in a way, it was another reconfirmation—the ending of Chief and Cortana, right? Like mm-hmm. that's I was about to be a big part of it. And then the last level was less of an ending and more of like like Ashram's death felt like the ending of Halo Infinite to me, in yeah. a sense. And yeah, then the final level, Silent Auditorium, felt like almost like a prologue to. The next chapter it sounds kind of weird i know um but it really felt more like hey this is someone who's yes we need to take out right now but whatever's going to happen here is going to have rippling effects right consequences mm-hmm. they used they used the word uh, a phrase multiple times in, in the thing but in terms of like major story beats it wasn't like the original trilogy where you had like these massive world-shaking events happening um and if halo 3 you know you win the covenant war halo 1 you blow up halo halo to the game ended unfinished you know stuff like that <laughs> well no even halo 2 you find out the other other seven halo rings right that was a big reveal this felt more like this story that we started kind of concludes and now we're setting up the stage for a, a bigger grander more expansive story with exploring mm-hmm. the full mysteries of zeta halo which apparently are very extensive they kept mentioning that again and again and again this yeah. is not like other halo rings right right 
There's something there's, hidden here. There's a lot. There's a there's so many things to touch on. And actually, um, uh, oh, did Jesse just leave? Where the heck did yeah. you just go? <laughs> now, so have you read? Have you read all the books too? The in between. I read ones? most of them. Uh, not okay. the ones after Halo Five. Uh, not other than a couple. So, so what was your thoughts about uh, the Harbinger? Because I, I, I saved that character here for the end because I yep. think the Harbinger makes sense to talk about what the end of the game. I'm really curious, actually. I'm curious what Jesse thinks too because the first thing I thought was when they spoke about the Endless and they spoke about the Foreigner Sins and all this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. precursors, right? That yeah, that, that has to I be thought. it, right? But they never explicitly said it. And they did say not flood, which kind of makes me wonder. Like someone says the endless, and my first thought is that's that's the flood, right? I mean, come on, like the endless. Well, plus, they right? also had the one thing that the flood had, which is they don't get killed by the halo ring. Yeah, like that was yeah. that's why they were so. But the endless are interesting because the whole thing with them is they had they sent a distress call from their home planet that the foreigners answered, so they needed help with something, and mm. instead of helping them the forerunners imprison them, the entire race. So, like, there's so much there that they could be precursors. They could be another race that the precursors had chosen over the forerunners at some point. So the like, the, the boss at the end, that was one of the endless, right? Was the implication yeah. coming from that race? Yeah. I think so, but also she doesn't look anything like their their Silexes. So right? I do wonder yeah. if she's a, yeah, she's a different version. She's a different... Is there like the Xanolin, I think, might have been the name that they were called in an audio log? Yeah. Yes. Xanolix yeah, yeah, yeah. or something? Xanolin? Yeah. yeah. Xylin? Yeah. But they, they, she does say us, we. Um, there, There's, I think she, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. She, I think she is the um, endless. But like one of the, one of the touch on what you said or so, one of the reasons why I think they could be, because the, the um, precursors, were never like a set form, right? Like they yeah. constantly evolved and changed and stuff like that. I, I I think they might be, I thought they might be like an evolved precursor because the precursors were also called the timeless ones. Yeah, that's and you know, and so they I'm on I'm wondering if they're part of that race that didn't turn them that didn't dust them. Maybe like descendants, maybe? Something like right? that. Yeah. Um all I know is that the foreigners, man, they made so many problems, man. That's everyone gives blame <laughs> yeah. the foreigners again and again and again. <laughs> and and of all the races that we know of Halo's backstory, the precursors are the ones that uh, would have the most uh, have have a reason to be against the forerunners. Yes, the forerunners and, and turn they, their back and yeah, they keep kill mentioning them. sins and stuff like that. And it has to be. I mean, it, there's no way it's just a completely new race or a completely new story, mm. right? Not with three I, ho- three. I hope it isn't. <laughs> yeah, three for three uses what they have. I feel right. So I feel like with them, and maybe they didn't want to use the term precursor. Maybe they want to let new people also be there in ground floor. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or that could be a big reveal for the next games, future yeah. games. Hey, maybe we'll finally get uh, 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 Isodidact, right? Maybe. One can hope. But oh, uh... <laughs> There are already videos up on YouTube where logically you can see him coming back, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It oh, wait, makes no, sense. No, no, they didn't kill him in a comic did book. Let's screw him up. No, no, but Isodidact, I meant the long-running... Yeah, the running... Iso's a good one. Yeah. I, the... I meant the long-running theory of oh, uh, the Chief. Okay. Is what is what I'm thinking of. I'm I'm assuming that's not going to happen. Wow. What's the long running theory about? The, the long running theory is that the chief um, is the isodidact. Like it's his. Uh, that the term <laughs> really? That the memory. Mm-hmm. That's a long running dumb theory. Long. Yeah. Running. It might still be true. L, L plus R equals Jake. Turned well, that would explain power. some of the force powers he gets to always be in the right universe at the right time. <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, like Luke accidentally stumbling on the Death Star. Um, but hey, uh, Jesse, I know there's been a lot of 
you know, there's there's some there's some confusion on the end. So why don't you for the stuff that people mm. should know coming out of the game? Why don't you go ahead and just kind of clarify that, and then we'll kind of use that as a jumping off point. Yeah, so like a lot of the time, um, a lot of the things I've seen people confused about a bit is like, why did Cortana change? Was she redeemed in the end? It's like, no, she was pinned down. She realized Chief might be dead. She didn't fully believe Atriox, or else I don't think she would have um, planned it the way she did in those few milliseconds she had. Yeah. But so Atriox tells her that I crushed Chief's skull and left him adrift in space. Um. She had already noticed the weapon being there, but had already been held in place by her. So she knew at that point she's as good as dead if Atriox wants to kill her because she was expecting John to show up and to have this big conversation, and it really threw her when Atriox is the one that walked through the door. Mm. And so from that point, it's not so much that she's redeemed or cured. It's just that she finally realizes that and remembers the, the memories she left for him were for a reason. And it's pretty much this whole thing of you two need each other. But at the end, Cortana will sacrifice either herself or you to complete the mission. And she finally gets that. I wouldn't have to be doing this. He wouldn't potentially be dead. I wouldn't be about to die if we had just stuck together. And it's like at that moment, because you can hear her rampancy still going as you're walking along and there's all the different voices arguing yeah, and yeah. crying and desperately pleading for help. It's like hey, she wasn't cured. She had just sort of pushed everything else to the side and this one yeah. shithead version of her had won essentially the argument and was keeping everything else at bay but it wasn't holding. Mm. And even you for know, just a few milliseconds a while. it breaks right but that was enough for her to do what needed to yeah, be done. It was like, it's it like was she had a in her conversation. Yeah. yeah. During yeah, that yeah. conversation with Atriox, she thanks him because he literally asks, like, in that question, what would you do if you knew you were going to die? And she's yeah. like, okay, I know I'm going to die. Uh, I'm going to control how I die and I'm going to do everything I can to help John and humanity and try and undo a little tiny bit of what I did. Obviously, she can't undo the fact that she has probably killed billions of people, yep. both in calling the Guardians, yep. blowing up the station with all the Spartan fours on it from the multiplayer intro, killing Australia um, and UNSC's um, <laughs> command base, and specifically targeting Nick's old house, yeah, um, <laughs> and blowing up the friggin' Jeral Hene, the brute home planet, yeah, God, just damn, completely huh? cracking it in half with friggin' guardians. Like she, oh, you know, she went full crazy, and yeah, in that yeah. second, she's like, "I can't fix this, mm -hmm. but I can leave this little bread, this breadcrumb trail." to try yeah. and help and then i'm dead also love so, that hx line by the way and in, in that cut scene it's like what, what would you change if you could change it's like nothing <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like okay all right then <laughs> uh, oh man <laughs> did you um you beat it on heroic right or so mm. Yeah, so I don't know the legendary ending but oh, um okay uh, we can talk about it though it's okay i mean yeah, we yeah, yeah, just talking about it what, what, what was yeah, it? It's what the same it? ending, but with a bunch of um, voiceover. And the voiceover oh. is from 97,000 years ago. Whoa. And it is a despondent pyre talking to the council of remaining forerunners um, who are hinted at pretty heavily in like previous cutscenes. And if you look at that room, um, the end boss room, there's like those weird forerunner figures yeah, yeah, yeah. tablets that have the friggin' text from a Halo 3 multiplayer map on them. Wait, what the they're heck? Yeah, 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 their their trips down lore are knuck and futz. They are 
crazy. Wait, what's into the implication lore. with with the ending? So the the implication with the ending is um um friggin' offensive bias. Who yeah. defeated mendicant bias. Yep. He yep. is the one that was helping the, the foreigners. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, that that I kind of so, got when she's like, "Someone's helping me." So, but yeah, that that legendary cutscene is you hear that, and people it says ninety seven thousand years ago. So people thought Atriox traveled back ninety seven thousand years. <laughs> it wasn't that. It's just that the the discussion was ninety seven thousand years ago, and it's pretty much saying we gotta hide the shit we just did to the endless. This can never get out. Whoo! It look real bad. <laughs> and um, the spawn pair is like, "I'm gonna need some help with that," and he's like, "Offensive bias is gonna help you." They, he said so that he's there. Yeah, Wait, yeah. They so said the word defensive bias. Yeah, yeah, they did. No. Him. They said it. Yeah, that's why we keep saying like that is him. He's there. He's on this ring. He's helping Chief. That's really exciting. The same way mendicant bias helped you in Halo Three, which oh, only that's knows you've read the terms. Really exciting. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, They're so into and so good with the lore that it's like oh, for for a nerd who really likes the story of Halo, which I know some people just like, Halo Eve has a story. I'm like, yeah, it does. It's actually a really good one. Um, yeah. It was, oh, it's the best legendary ending, I think, just because like the implications are so big and it was just so cool. You know, speaking of time travel, I was worried a little bit just when, we know in the last cut scene, like, oh, uh, it's not, it's more like, when is it? And I'm like, don't tell me they went back in time. Please not. And then she's like, three I'm, days forward. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm hoping right. that it was just a portal thing i'm mm -hmm. hoping that wasn't a time travel thing because... i think it's a time and space thing right you go through a portal through time and space blah 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 so you yeah because like because we've seen that it's another... probably like relative speed yeah like we've it's seen a, a nerdy of... thing yeah but i i, I mean to, i guess ursa opening the doors there because there is the theories and stuff of time travel because of the endless mm -hmm. and 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 there's also the one cutscene, or it's the ending cutscene. The legendary cutscene about controlling time or something like we don't have the time we don't we don't mm. control time or something like that um interesting I, and it some people think it's implied that the endless do i'm hoping that the endless are just called the endless not because they can control time but because they are immortal like they live forever like i really really hope that the legendary ending doesn't really hint to there being t actual time travel. Yeah, I read it more like they know that they aren't immortal and that the enemies yeah. literally don't die, so, so they yeah. got to figure out a way to contain them. So that, I'm gonna make I'm gonna I'm gonna make one suggestion just because I feel like we're gonna go down another path that could be a whole nother show <laughs> as we talk about what's coming next. Um, I, I do think the so I so I think you you put it very well. I think that you know the uh, the end with with. Um, Eshram was the end of uh, of this story arc, and then the rest is kind yeah, of like a because you learned the everything. Thing. The moment you learned everything with Cortana and fought Eshram, that is like the end of the yeah. their trilogy, essentially. Yes. So I, th the I, I think the fight is the start of the next trilogy. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's a lot of conversations. A lot of it's going to be speculation, right? But a lot mm -hmm. of conversations you can have. I got about, all night. Let's go <laughs> about the prologue stuff. So I think I we'll save that for the next show. Christmas. Or we're going to yep. save that for the next show. I think we're going okay, to do. We're going to do. We're going to do what what we think all that stuff. The prologue stuff means. And uh, it would be good to have Daniel here for that too. He's he's a big yeah. lore head. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we want to get into some of that stuff. And that's where you're going to really get into the backstory of the lore and stuff like that. So um, let's jump into some of the questions. Because Before I think question, some... Really quick. Desert, right? I mean, that was kind of kind of what they yeah, hinted at, right? Yeah. It's the only biome, biome we get to play in as far as... Multiplayer? Um, uh, the desert, right? It's, the next, it's going to be the next biome? Probably. Yeah, he wakes Probably. up or he, par yeah, he portals out in there. 
you've got behemoth you've got a lot of that in the concept art in ways you don't with other stuff like i don't think there was most of the concept art unlike halo 5 and even to a point halo 4 most of the concept art in halo infinite is in halo infinite yeah 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 Yeah. they got their vision out in a way that they did not with the others and there's a there's you know plenty of really awesome looking desert stuff so Mm. Okay. Um, okay. Real quick on the whole offensive bias thing. If you remember last year, the because the, the, they along with that demo, the campaign demo, they also released the campaign mm-hmm. trailer. Mm-hmm. There's a yep. there's a cutscene in there where offensive bias is po- potentially reflected. offensive bias yeah. reflected in Master Chief's helmet. Because yeah, you, you see get the, the Sam three, Fisher. Yep. Yeah, you see the three red dots. Oh, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, though, what do you guys think about that? Just really randomly. Sorry. Uh, what's his name, man? The uh, the backup uh, backup AI the backup monitor. Oh yeah, he's good. Name. Um, I thought he was funny that we kept mm, fighting. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. resolution. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Don't kill me again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made upgrades to my suit this time. I so, yeah. this. so real quick, I, since I we're gonna be jumping, pretty fun too. Yeah. Wasn't unfair. So since we're gonna be jumping into questions soon, there's a couple in the chat as well. Yeah. And um in the far future we'll finally get the questions. We just have 14 more asides, if you don't mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're already at two hours. Uh so uh question from everyone's idol Goro. Uh can someone explain to me? Oh no, wait, uh let's go back. This is uh Andrew Andrew McNeil's McNeil asked first. What's your thoughts about the current canon? So I think we just kind of touched a little bit on that, but um hmm. you, you guys spiker, I love it. The what the spike? Oh, yeah, I didn't like it that much until the hunter showed up, and it's like, This is my baby, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up whenever I can. But I tease, I know Wait. he means the current story and where it's going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's talking about a story. I was like, What the heck are you talking about? Yeah, he sar- he's being sarcastic mm-hmm. again. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, what's interesting, I I, I, as somebody who wasn't not a lore head, even when this, this mm. show started. Uh, and, and part of it is because of like four was kind of alluded to me. Five was just like jump the shark. I still love the yeah. gameplay. I have to mention every show I played the Halo Five's <laughs> multiplayer two two thousand hours plus. Um, you know, but but at the end of the day, like I was not into the canon anymore. This one actually reinvigorated me. I, I think they did a good job. Um, um, they thread the needle on knowing yeah. in game and getting extra from books. The, the, in a way yeah, they didn't the, before. I think they did a good job moving on from the things, uh, at least for now, uh, kind of resetting the table, and and they are kind of hearkening back to the 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 overall the the larger you know um, canon plot points, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in a way I think that are going to be more digestible than it was in four. You know, in four, you when you came into that, you're like, "What? Yes. Who are these people?" Yes. I, you know, like it, it was just throwing too much at you, and you had to read all this other stuff. Now they're doing it in a way where they're, they, it's like they're kind of going back there again, but they're doing it in, in a little in a in a way I think it's easier to digest. And for myself, I actually find myself find myself a lot more invested in it before. Yeah, but you guys always like the canon. I know I mean, that they did it right. They 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 did that balance where there's so many yeah. little stuff that you can dig deep and be like, whoa, is this that? Is this that connected with this? While at the same time, they introduce these characters for new people. Again, I haven't played Halo Wars two, but the Banished were a completely realized, competent enemy group. You know. Yeah, okay. I, I I thought are we all laughing they... at the same thing here. <laughs> you guys, you guys um, <laughs> I missed it. Missed it. Uh, Keep yeah, going. I, I don't know. Uh, no, I I, <laughs> I you know one of my complaints in the past was that um, 
they were they were too reliant on external fiction mm. or the expanded fiction. Yeah. And here it's it's exactly how I wanted it to be, where it's an additive. And yeah, there's mm -hmm. certain things like if you don't know who medicant bias is, or I'm sorry, offensive bias, then maybe the legendary ending wouldn't won't hit as hit home as much as it would otherwise. But um it <laughs> um but you know it, it's it's an end, it's a teaser thing, you know, like the legendary yes. ending teasing for the next game. The the, the next game is definitely uh, gives them opportunity to explain who offensive bias is, even if you know someone hasn't read the books um, or know the backstory. So yeah, I I think they did an excellent job making it. it it's 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 weird because it's it's the end of an arc, but it's also in its way kind of a self contained story as well. Yeah, like, you is. don't have to play four and five to enjoy the story in infinite. I agree. But you definitely get a lot more if you had. Um, and then same thing with the expanded fiction. Like all of those references, like this is this yes. ring isn't like the others. That to me, that didn't just imply that they were uh imprisoning the endless, but also that also hinted at how that was part of ooh, that was part of the original array. You know, like there was other reasons why it was different. Mm. You know, and, and actually, you know, something I want to throw in there too, Mike, what you said about how this was self-contained. You know, one thing I'd like to remind everybody of, when we played Halo CE for the first time, you were just dropped on the ship and then dropped on the planet. You had no idea what was going on. And that was part of, that was part of the excitement to me. It was like they did a good enough job having a self-contained story, but also throwing out a lot of these little um you know, hooks that it's like, well, what is that? Why are we here? What, you know, all those types of things. And I think they did, they, they did a similar job here. So even if you are a new player, they give you enough context so that you can kind of go forward and, and, and at least understand part of the story because of the uh, new Tana and everything. But uh, additionally, if you don't have that backstory, it, you're almost like in a similar place that you would have been in CE, right? Where it's yes. like, oh, yes. if I want to know what this is, I can go get that information. If I want to know... Uh, you know, more about the Zeta Halo or, you know, what happened before and things like that. That stuff is out there now. And that was maybe the biggest difference is that you really had to wait to get some of that information after playing CE. So I, from that perspective, and again, like, I, I think I come in a little bit differently than almost everybody else in the panel who was, I well, think everybody else in this panel. Hours, nor do we yeah. know all these different I, they, they were reading books and I was playing 2,000 hours in Halo 5 multiplayer. <laughs> 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 what the hell are you doing to me? I just noticed it. What an asshole! <laughs> Is that what you guys you are like? Christmas that yeah. month? That's, no. that's what oh, that's, that's true. Life. That's terrible. I didn't that's even know. For anyone on. listening, it turns out Jesse was putting uh, a Christmas hat on on uh, OBM this entire time. There you go. Are you manually moving it? Yeah. My God. All right. So uh, now everyone's idle girl did ask a good question. Can someone explain to me why Atrex is alive but Cortana isn't? I don't have a good answer, but uh, I figure that's part of the mystery of what we'll have to He's find out. He's a giant cyber monkey. Yeah. My, yeah. So my guess is, I mean, so Cortana was in the ring in a way, you know. Mm -hmm. So like, you're you're she's essentially destroying whatever terminal she was part of. Like her her in a sense physical part, whatever was physically containing her was destroyed. Whereas mm -hmm. that you know, plinth she was on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but we don't know Atriox. I mean, one Atriox, like Jesse just said, Atriox is cybernetically enhanced. Uh, he's not just a normal brute. Like, there's a reason why he's kicking Spartan ass like he does. Um, but you know, we don't know 
if there was something around Atriox, like there's there could be some potential things like uh you know we don't know how instant the explosion was like there there there's there's some wiggle room yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. something that uh, or he was we'll... just wearing whatever the hell Eshram was wearing at the end of his fight that piece of crap took like a million bullets like yeah. a million mm, and like 10 right. skewers yeah exactly yeah. and we know he's the big boss so he's probably like, got more more of whatever Eshram yeah like, like he's two <laughs> like warhammer inches of plot armor all around him <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it is why we'll find out we'll future. find out in the future yeah. it's really uh, not important why he survived he just did you know that's all that really matters. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm well, so glad. <laughs> yeah, may, yeah, maybe we'll find out in some of the expanded stuff. Um, Jesse, do you have the questions from the forum? Yarp. All right, start reading those. From Halo Gaming Eight, aka Andrew Schmidt. As the story has come and gone, and how much I loved it, I have two questions. <laughs> As Chief and Weapon truly united at the end, do you think Chief will fully trust the weapon as he expressed? interesting yeah i i think him allowing cortana or newtana whatever to have the cortana name uh, you know possibly Two-tana. likely to time yeah thank you um because <laughs> like i think with her asking him is it okay it was like is it okay if i have that name and him saying yes <laughs> that was him kind of uh Bearing the hatchet or whatever, you know, like him yeah. proving that he trusts her. Because I got a good name, Tutana, because she got a ton of dad ass. Oh my god, that's awful. That was terrible. I think a three that's level like, pun. That's actually. a dad joke. Yeah, thank you. Um, I I think you know if if Master Chief uh, he updated his Facebook profile and it and it says it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we did answer Andrew's second question, which is who do we think the endless are. We've done that. Yeah, yeah. so we, we talked about that. But yeah. uh, I don't think he trusts her completely yet. No. No, um, he, I don't think so. Would, he would yet, really. I think he, he'll get there. It's he would have gonna be, There's going to be a tug. There's going to be a few hours before. Yeah. There's going to be like a uh a, like a tug, uh, like a tug and pull or whatever. Like it's going to be like a ba- well, I, I don't think it's meant this to be a show for everyone. Oh my god, stop I'm it, down. Jesse. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be like a um it's. I don't think it's. It's all going to be one way or another. I think it's going to be yeah. a little bit complicated, and it's supposed to be. That's why they set it up where he's, where she asks him, uh, "Do you trust me?" And he says, "I want to." It means he doesn't. True. Yeah. yeah. He like, doesn't. I, I'm not sure if it's going to come up again as a plot point, but I think just in general, after what happened with Katana and then the sheer damage she did, I don't think Chief ever like fully, fully gives that level of trust without like a lot of work being done for it. You know that kind of thing. But I don't think anyone the, would, honestly. The odd thing is, the more you know, so it's going to take him time to form that trust. But AI don't have a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So you know, it would be kind of funny that by the time he finally trusts her, she's rampant. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm curious. Did they mention? Is that still a thing? Do they fix rampancy with the domain and stuff? Does UNSC have? No, to it's still no. Because I, it's I still think thing. that that okay. thing showed that Cortana hadn't been cured. He had just silenced okay. them and one dominant personality had taken over, but the rest were still there. All right, next question. From Roranoa underscore Zoro90. Roranoa Zoro90. I also have two story related questions alongside a roadmap one. He's got three questions. Oof. Greedy bastard. Do you think the weapon should choose Cortana as her name? I hope not. It would be very cringe. 
Also, the only affinity is the snap of fingers. Their personalities are very distinct since the beginning mm -hmm. of the game. True, yeah. calling her a Cortana clone was mainly to make it easier for people to get. They are Halsey brain clones. They're not clones of each other. Um, there's been a bunch of stuff about that in the in the greater lore. We'll see how much they go into it. But they are clones of the same brain. They are not the same person. They mm -hmm. don't have to go the same way. Cortana was like the golden mm -hmm. child who just got everything you could ever want was all and was like the mid 20s to mid 30s like super seductive i know i'm good looking and i'm super genius palsy who like would play up the sexuality part of things and the the weapon seems much more late teens early 20s yeah. more like reserved super kind of. naive mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah. kind of awkward but really smart so i i think they'll be very different people and I don't know that that she will take that name, but they kind of hinted at it. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced that she's going to take the name. I think I, they're probably focusing grouping it right now. Yeah, uh, well, they're probably gauging public <laughs> reaction. Yeah. I, I, I I hope she goes in a different direction. What were you saying, Mike? Sorry, I cut you off. Well, just yeah, that's the thing. Like, if a lot of people, because obviously, um, as time goes on, people are going to be more comfortable talking about the story out in the open. And mm -hmm. I think they're going to gauge that's going to be a topic. So if there's a lot of people saying, I hope they don't pick, she doesn't pick Cortana. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go with Cortana. Um. <laughs> I feel like this. <laughs> so now Mike has a little hat for reference. Um, it was much bigger last time. <laughs> that's what she said. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry. sorry. Keep going. <laughs> that is level to it. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I feel like the, the Cortana is just such an iconic name with Halo. You know, can they really just drop it completely with the marketing, yes. with, with like, you know, that aspect of it? Well, they just call him Green Man and her Blue Woman, like they See, do internally. And, well, they have two Green Men now, Green Men, so, and, you know, got to differentiate. And that's the thing that I, with them openly talking about during development that this is a soft reboot, I mean, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, if they went forward with Cortana because Cortana is an iconic character in the franchise. And with this being a soft reboot, this is their opportunity to reintroduce Cortana for potentially a new generation or a new audience of people. Um, it will be interesting. I I'm kind of impartial on it. Like I wouldn't mind it if they did, but then I wouldn't mind it if they went with a different name. You'll you'll have to differentiate it somehow. Like maybe they do. Maybe yeah. they kind of go split the difference and call her Cortana slash something. You know, I don't know. And then use that as a way to refer to her. I you know, know. Like, well, that or would but see. I think that was something. As I think that would only be necessary if they if there was any need to reference the original Cortana. But it seems like this this story put a close to that maybe character for good. It's just I don't see any other name really like. They wouldn't make a big deal of the name if it was going to be any other name. You know what I mean? Like, after all this, is it okay for me? Yes, it is. They're building it up. And then it's like, okay, I'm called Deborah. You know, like, okay, all right. Yeah. Kind of like, diplomatic, but. Because it's it's normal for, if I remember correctly, um, it's normal for AI to name themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, her asking, is it okay that I give myself a name, doesn't really make sense if that's what's <laughs> traditionally done. It only makes sense. He was that... also very held back in what she was allowed to know and do. Yes. Yeah. In a, in a way that wasn't normal for AI. Yeah. And, and keep that in mind, yeah. too, because, um, you know, and it, it, you made a good point about that, too, is, is uh, even though they're both cloned off of Halsey, you know, even with people, you can have the same person, but based on their experiences, they become different people. I mean, twins, right? Yeah. 
you know, like, uh, you know, like somebody like maybe Mike's alter ego is a much more positive person in another uh, time. Zone, Better driver, right? probably. <laughs> Another reality. I'm just kidding. I make fun of you. But uh but yeah, so I think they can go in a lot of different directions with her. I do think it makes sense to kind of differentiate. But yeah. yes, you're right though. Uh it is a rebootish type of thing. And so maybe in, in that Cortana name, I mean heck, it's in it's in Microsoft Windows. Yeah. Yeah. So it is an iconic name. Well, it's funny that Cortana was, thing was going to have a completely different name, and then yeah. the, the guys who like originally had that as a code name were they they put it out there, and then people were like, "Yeah, we love that. Don't change it." And so I was like, yeah. "God damn it!" They didn't want to be probably like, "Come on." <laughs> yeah, it's it, it. So maybe they're maybe they're just going to try to restore the positive uh, association with the name again. I, I don't think she now. would call her Cortana though. That feels a little off to me. You know what I mean? After everything he's been yeah. through. Maybe he says something else. I don't know. Yeah. Be like, yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah. I guess what, what, was, what was the other part of the question, Jesse? I forget. Oh, Mike. The other two parts. Oh, oh wait, Mike, you, were you saying something? Question? Well, I mean, just the original trilogy. Outside of Halo 5 and Halo 4, he didn't really mention her name much. Oh, that's true. He can just Because, like, anytime he right. spoke, it was just assumed that he was speaking to her. That's right. Point, right. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. Uh, all right, Jesse, what, uh, what was the next part? Part two. Do you think that Halo 4 and 5 cast will be killed off screen and or kept out in only books and audio logs, etc.? I am speaking of Lasky, Palmer, Roland, and Team Blue slash Osiris. I know the community didn't much like most of their storylines, but I think killing them off screen is an even bigger mistake. Yeah. Give them a proper closure and or the right spot in the main story, Team Blue especially. Do you think the story DLCs will be yearly or even two to three years? I think it would be better having bigger story expansions Oof. than a two to three hour DLC each year. Holding you up so here. Thank you, face. Yeah, like that's probably going to be a lot of in our next episode as we talk about the future of Halo. I would say overall, uh, just qu real quick, I think it would be a mistake to kill him off, right? Mm -hmm. in, in, in some ways, in some ways, like restoring, you know, making Locke, uh, giving him the the proper backstory, all these other things, can in in hindsight retroactively make Halo Five stand out a little bit better than it does right possibly i, I don't know um but yeah I, I, there's no reason to kill them off the problem with them before wasn't that they were bad you know bad characters they were just un, they were underdeveloped right so um, yeah that's, that's uh, i mean thing. also i feel like lasky is three for three is like he's one of like their you know their characters they made him he was in he was pretty prevalent in the audiologues um they're not gonna kill him off are you kidding no way no, no. he's yeah, gonna no. come back in for sure and he's on the ring. ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We know Locke is there and alive and, and a lot of others. I don't think they actually have killed any of them off, and I do think mm -hmm. the DLC plans end up being, you know, they can go wherever they want with it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know Blue Team's on a side side mission because uh, there was a conversation between Lasky, yes. I think it was Lasky, and uh, Halsey. Yeah, that was one of the first uh, Lasky logs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm not sure if Blue Team will ever be in the game again. I feel like probably not. But the rest I can yeah. definitely see. Locke, Lasky, uh Team Osiris, I could see them being in the game. Oh my god. All right, uh Jesse, next question. Or what was the third third question? Uh, it's about the DLC did, stuff we'll hit on more later. DLC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. be like the next show. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, what time do you guys think? If you're gonna give it just just a time. The next time we see campaign content will be when when. Next show. Uh, <laughs> Okay, okay, all right, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. We got it. All right. Ho, ho, ho. 
from Poderick Payne, a really handsome, awful human being. Happy holidays <laughs> to the turtle dubs in a couple days early. Happy birthday to Nadia. He's not here. Oh. A, waste, a waste of saying happy birthday. My question is just how utterly fantastic do you all expect Xbox Air's Halo Infinite multiplayer review to be? I mean, it has to be given the extremely long amount of time it has been given. Okay, that was mean. Sorry, soul. A more uplifting one. Spoilers below, of course. Spoiler cast. In the campaign, after the weapon discovers she is Cortana's exact copy and asks she to delete her, once she, or she discovers she is Cortana's exact copy and asks Chief to delete her. Better emphasis on my syllables. <laughs> Once Chief doesn't, as the music soars, you then get back to the action and there is a certain track that plays. Combine that with the emotional cutscene that just concluded and that made me feel a certain way. Like, partly choked up and partly like, okay, yeah, let's kick this shit out of the rest of these banish and go get our pilot. I feel 343 sequenced all that so perfectly to elicit a truly special mix of emotions. Did any of you guys experience that as well? I did multiple times throughout the game, including that part. Was that your answer to the question? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That okay. one, the scene with the um, the pilot where Chief kneels down next to him, the scene with Eshram at the end, listening yeah. to Cortana's like wails and cries at the end where mm, she's just desperately wondering where Chief is because she didn't get to see him yeah. like she thought she was going to. Because like she's trapped, she knows I'm probably dead, but at least I get to see John one more time. Mm. And then it said Atriox walks through the door and says, "Like surprise, bitch!" And so, <laughs> or, or if you're a Dexter fan, surprise, motherfucker. So um, and just so, so yeah, cheeky, so, she still recorded that message, made it seem like I'm like, "Whoa, is she here?" Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> so, yeah, there there were multiple parts that the mixture of the the writing, the pretty much everyone being great voice acting wise. Um, from Steve Downs to Jen Taylor, um, mm -hmm. just the entire cast, everyone. Uh, Eshram, who was um, the guy who does mm -hmm. Reinhardt in Overwatch, mm -hmm. and also Samuel Hayden in Doom. Oh, God, Doom amazing. Eternal. Yeah, he's freaking ranging. That guy's crazy. Yeah. Just, um, mm -hmm. at, or some DePaul. Yeah, they, they were all so goddamn good. And they all did a lot of their own um, capture work with, like, they were yeah. acting together when they did them, except for, oh, the, that's cool. of course, the, the super tall guy who plays Chief every time. Yeah. in the motion capture um and it really came through in those scenes and the music of course with joe Corlitz, um curtis schweitzer and gareth coker mm -hmm. putting out friggin like 60 tracks between single player and multiplayer is just unbelievably good yeah i mean t today's show wasn't really about like getting into the music and stuff but i thought that if i were to if Too i late. were to break out the different aspects of it. I think the music was an A in this game and does does a really good job uh, selling a lot of the uh, moments in there. Uh, and, uh, you know, for me personally, yeah, I, I, I think like that the Chief Pilot thing, but I think more than anything was, yeah, those, those voiceovers from Jen Taylor uh, as you're kind of walking through the halls, kind of hearing her, uh, then that those last scenes, despite everything that got up there in the first time I saw that, <clears throat> not necessarily, you know, having questions about how we how we made the switch uh the the way those scenes were executed were excellent and mm -hmm. uh i think some of the best because i i feel like halo in general um you know e even for lore heads i feel like a lot of it does come to the the the, the stuff that you have to get outside the games right I, I think like even bungie's execution in game wasn't always like amazing like the cutscenes, mm -hmm. the voice acting wasn't really it was fun it, it was like the games were fun 
uh, the story was fun in those and it added mystery and stuff, but they weren't like, I never thought the execution, uh, like even, <clears throat> even when Sergeant, um, uh, Johnson, uh, Johnson, yeah, well, like when he dies and so I thought they could have made that you know more impactful. And so, so there's opportunities, and I thought that's where three four three really started to show, put their stamp on this. I think yeah. they've been trying to do that, mm -hmm. but this is the first time I felt for me, uh, and I'm only speaking for myself. I know I'm different <laughs> than everybody else on this, but this is the first time for me that they were able to do that and execute, make me actually interested in the characters based on the way they executed the scene. So I will agree with. I that. think that. 343 has always had better dialogue recording on the whole, whereas Bungie had a few that just really hit and nailed it oh, hard. Yeah. They had a lot more that didn't in a way that um, 343's games haven't. But this is the first time where 343 got the whole story felt like it was cohesive and thought yes. out and planned yes. in what they wanted in a way they didn't have before. It, Bungie always felt cobbled together and we learned it always was pretty much outside of Reach and ODST to a point. But um, this really does feel, and Joe Staten being there like he was with ODST um, really helps in the sense that it feels like it had a thought out beginning, middle, and end in a way mm. that almost none of the other ones had mm. in a sense where you could always see the seams and sometimes sort of going through the motions and long periods with no talking or long periods with no music, which always gets me mm. when I go back to those games. They're really quiet a lot. But when the music hits, it's phenomenal and some of my favorite ever. But you, you could always see there's just, there was always this lack of time. And, mm -hmm. and this one really felt like 343 and this new Xbox finally showed what it could be like if they had that time. Yep. Yep. Right, uh, I wanted to say, just remember that when it comes to the original trilogy, that was like more than a decade ago. Almost yeah. two. Yeah. Well, two yeah. Things have evolved. <laughs> Not just yeah. evolved. Is when we played it, we were younger, right? I was like a baby, and you guys were like still old men. <laughs> yeah, you could have been our kids. I was um, nineteen. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, I'm joking, but uh, like it's mm -hmm. it's hard to gauge modern day stuff with that lens because it's you you're not the same person that you were back then. Some right, people will right. play the original trilogy right now and think, man, those lines are so corny. What the heck is this? <laughs> they, right? they, yeah. But I played, and it still hit me, right? Because mm -hmm. it was a huge part of me. Halo Three ending is still like. I tear yeah. up every time those cutscenes, those credits start playing. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but to answer the question, sorry, really quick, is uh, I don't think in those moments um, were the most memorable for me, where it's like uh, the emotional moments. They were emotional during the cutscene, but in terms of when I was actually playing, it's you guys will know what I'm talking about when when you're playing, and then like the music kind of. So this game didn't have like the super bombastic, really awesome track like the Trials or uh, Breaking Benjamin, you know, in like Halo Two. But it did have those moments where it's like it complemented the gameplay so well. Where yeah. I'm fighting these two bosses, like the two brothers. I gotta find that track. I'm pretty sure it's seeing Phantoms. I gotta find it. But I'm like, okay, I had how, how do I say this? I had multiple gamer moments. And by that, I mean like I'm playing like this, and then I start playing like this. You know what I mean? I put my hand in front of me. I'm like, okay, let's go. And it was the mix of the music and the gameplay and jumping around and, and popping the enemies, and it all just merged so mm. well. You know, and it happened again and again. That was a cool part for me. That, that that's a good synopsis. Um, Jesse, do we have more questions, or is there? Um, are we? That was it. Um, okay, I, I. But you know what? what? So I think that, that you did a. That, that's a good transition. I think maybe to sign off, like everybody would go around. Did Mike get this answer? 
Oh, Mike, did you get? Yes, you didn't. <laughs> no. Oh, Mike, do do well, your thing. I'm sorry. Um, I, it's all right. Like, my, my problem is I'm doing the the, the PP dance right now, and it's all. Oh I'm, yeah, no, I I'll make it quick. <laughs> and and honestly, like I'm I'm a pretty emotionally dead bastard, so um, <laughs> I can vouch for that. By the way, <laughs> no, but like you know, like like Ursula said, there are some parts like because three three did have some moments. Like there's a, a a terminal that's also an Easter egg where they talk about the coin. Stuff like that, I always appreciated. Um, and they had, they also had that in this because you run through Dust and Echoes where the kids are playing, hmm. and that I assumed was the kids playing um, ca- uh, King of the Hill. Yeah, yeah. In the in the playground and stuff. That that was like those are the part I I did enjoy the the cutscene with the um, with where the um, the pilot explains he's not a soldier. It didn't emotionally. In- hit me but i did enjoy it like that was a really cool cutscene. um but i the the ending with uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta um, give the people something <laughs> but, what, the, what just happened <laughs> you turned your camera off so i had to put something yeah, no, we, th- we thought you stepped away no. Um, no. Oh, okay okay i'm gonna keep this up it's better anyways <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> But I yeah, might have gone uh, on a spree of finding little green screen things. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I, I think I think the last goodbye with Cortana was handled really well. Yeah, that what that was probably the closest thing to like the emotional like that did uh, hit me. Um, and I, the music, every and obviously the music is that that's what ties everything together. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that cutscene definitely I did appreciate the. The little dust and echo things, like what yeah. we talked about, uh, keys earlier. Mm. And they were, you know, those those were like kind of nostalgic goosebump things, not like tearjerker things for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Cortana thing, and I actually thought the same thing with the ending of four. Like, even though that's kind of cheesy and stuff, I thought the ending between Cortana and Master Chief was handled really well. Yes, and, and did uh, have like an emotional weight behind it. Same thing with this final goodbye. With Cortana, I yeah, that 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 for me was the highlight of the, at least the uh, the emotional highlight of the story for me. And Extreme Speech, sorry, I know I mentioned it earlier, but holy crap, that last is just next level. I, I need to play this game again. <laughs> His voice actor was really good. Yeah. All right, guys. So to sign off, I'm going to give everybody a chance to kind of go around one to two minutes. Uh, I don't think uh, my bladder is going to hold more than that. So one to two <laughs> minutes, everybody just kind of give just a general synopsis, like just a some whatever last thought you want to give on uh, the campaign its story anything in general uh jesse i'll start with you i gave it a 10 and i got told by multiple people after they played it that i was not effusive enough in my praise effusive as yes um christ i've used the word correctly i know that much i don't know the i don't remember the exact dictionary dictionary definition of it so I'm going to interrupt my part here and make Feelings this a little longer. I drank five of these. Oh my I'm God. still going to have to go to the bathroom, unlike a uh, little teeny bladder man there. You're saying Expressing you feelings as, of gratitude, yeah. pleasure, or approval in an unrestrained <coughs> and heartfelt hmm. manner. So I wasn't, I wasn't bombastic enough about just how much I love this game. And after replaying it now a full time again on Legendary, um, going um, like halfway through again on Heroic from streaming, I love it even more. It's the most fun I've had in a first-person shooter in a year where Doom Eternal uh, DLC came out and was like my favorite first-person shooter gameplay ever. Mm. This matched it and beat it gameplay-wise. 
but then also just has the story and music and everything that nothing matches for me. So for me personally, they've got some stuff to fit to add to the game. They've got co-op to add. They've got, um, you know, multiplayer stuff to fix up and, and whatnot. But as a yeah. whole, this campaign was by far my favorite to play through solo. And I am dying to play through it in co-op. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looks, it looks like we as a site will we'll be able to actually do it together on stream over the course of the next 13 or 14 years. That'd be that, fun. That'd be really cool. We'll do our lasso thing in co-op. Uh, so how about you, man? What's, Crap, what's I, your what's your final I had thought? this I had this really cool line. Crap, what was I thinking of? Wait, could you go go to Mike? I, I had this thought. Thank Mike, you. why don't you go? So I don't <laughs> forget you this time. Um, <laughs> that, it, for me, it's it's three four. It's easily three four three's best Halo. Um, I it, it I I don't know because I'm always it's always a back and forth for me between CE and three, which mm-hmm. one I, I like the best. There, do I? think it's better than either one of those for me i i don't know it, it's it's up it's within that ballpark else yes yeah like um, gameplay wise you could say yeah probably but how it hits you at the time is always such a different thing yeah like, yeah well it's there, really hard to compare there's certain things that like i thought there were missed opportunities i thought it was a missed opportunity not to have a a, a um scarab like that's something like the mm. those there was kind of outside of the last gauntlet run that that were the the tank part you know that it didn't seem like there was that much of an escalation in terms of opposition. I thought that that should have increased as because you're becoming more and more of a threat. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't really reflected in what uh, Ashram was throwing at you. No, well, the rooms but, were pretty tough, I thought. The uh, the training rooms. Well, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. It, but it, I it mean, that, I, it, and we'll dive into a lot of that stuff. significantly higher yeah. armored and. I see what you mean. I mean, yeah. in the open world, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's what you mean. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I thought there was, um, I don't want to say missed, I guess missed opportunities or things that I hope they add in the future. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, I thought it was an awesome game. Um, it's it In terms of open world games, and, you know, I've spoken about open world fatigue before. I've dived right back in right after beating mm-hmm. it, which mm-hmm. I can't say about. The only other open world game that I did that with was Spider-Man. Other open world games that I absolutely loved, like Witcher Three, I once I beat it, I was done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, it, it, I, it's definitely one of my favorite Halos. I don't know. I have a hard time picking best of anything, like putting things in numerical yeah, yeah, order. Yeah, of course, so, and you don't need to. I mean, it was a good but, game, um, great game. You had a good time, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I, I really enjoyed it. It was it's a great game. So right, how no about one you? Cares what Abe thinks? So it's good. <laughs> Um, so this is going to be talked about more in, in a future podcast, but to quickly mention it right now is I was disappointed to strong word, way too strong, but it would, would have been nice if there were more biomes, a little bit of variety. Sure. At the same time in the previous Halo games, literally every single one, the different biomes, the different variety led to a fractured story. You know what I mean? You were jumping from here, jumping from there. It's not natural with infinite. I did like how it was really obvious you went from here to here to here to, in fact the entire game's in that map you know what i mean the progression feels feels great in terms of how i i liked it look at it this way when i knew the, the spoiler cast was today i would still only like eight hours in on like monday or something or tuesday i told myself okay i don't really have much time i still at work it's christmas week whatever i gotta just finish this <clears throat> i ended up completing everything I, I i didn't want to stop playing you know what i mean so i, I got every audio log i got Almost every skull, stupid grand birthday party. Um, to quote Halo One, 
it's just the beginning, you know, which is how I feel about how I feel about the ending. Great game. Yep. Great take. All right. Nice All right. No. Fi fi final take. Um, so, you know, I guess the thing I want to just focus on is I think, uh, you know, people do undersell the task that 343 had in front of them. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we know they, it, it, like the perception has always been, hey, you, they didn't create this thing, so they don't get credit for, for a lot of what they've done. Uh, hey, just don't mess this thing up. And I really felt like coming into this game, the team that was there was given an impossible task. They had a United Divided often toxic still often toxic mm -hmm. you know base uh that is very outspoken they, they were asked to restore the identity that was from bungie's classics yet figure out a way to evolve this formula and make it more interesting to people that maybe have grown tired of that and you know as a halo fan you know judging this game it's easy for me to point out things and you guys have mentioned it things that we can do for next time and we'll talk about that on a different show but for today you know what i want to just say is i want to thank everybody at 343 for sticking with this for dealing with us <laughs> for... lost your camera yeah huh okay. thank oh. you superman oh wait what <laughs> am i off camera again oh my god my cam my my cam is not acting up but you know i, I do want to thank 343 for you know yeah. for sticking with this thing sticking with this community uh and i feel like it's never going to be perfect there's never going to be a perfect way to to, to make everybody 100 happy but i feel like they threaded the needle as well as you could have they've restored the identity they have the best foundation and i think halo right now is in better the best place it's been in um since the end of halo 3. uh yeah. so where, where i'm going to rank it with everything else well the time is usually the is always Ranking is banned yeah, I mean that that's something that time will time will tell. But I, I, I think that as far as this franchise is, it's the healthiest it's ever been since the end of Halo 3. They have an amazing foundation. I can't wait to see where they take it. And our next show, we'll talk all about um the future. some of those opportunities. Yeah, the future <laughs> and, and where we <laughs> think we can. Know. we we are back to a two week schedule, right? Yeah, we're back to two weeks. So so. Next week is New Year's January sixth. Yeah, next so week is the thirtieth. Yeah. On the six, we'll 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 get into yeah. some of those details. But yeah, just want to thank the team because I I, I feel like everybody who took it, who's taken on this task is, uh, I think it gets undersold. I feel like the task they were asked to do is harder than even a new franchise, things like that, because yeah. of the weight of the expectations and uh, trying to please people who are pulling in different directions. And I honestly I think there may be no franchise in video game that has more weight on it for yeah. its importance to the platform it's on. Yep. And, and the more asked, the more people saying you got to evolve it, do something totally different. And then somebody else going, no, I want Halo CE. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, again. Before so. three finally, like, they fit their thing. Maybe not everyone likes it, but they fit it. They picked it and they committed to it. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, so it's an awesome job. But uh, I think that's a good way to go. Uh, obviously, we have a lot. We said this before. There's going to be a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll we'll conclude some of these things in the next show. I think next show, if you guys have questions, think, like we're going to talk about the future of Halo, where we think there's opportunities. Yeah. Where yeah, I'll put up next. a post in our OT on the forums. It's forum.xboxera.com. We've got a Halo. You had me at Halo um, OT that you can go in, I'll pop, I'll pop it up, and you guys can just drop a bunch of questions below, and that's what we go through. Are we going to have a Halo night next week uh, in between the episode, do you think? 
It's, it's, I know it's I like know. almost Maybe. New Year's Eve, so I don't know. Yeah, no, no. I can uh, do something. Uh, be, I'll be doing something else that mm -hmm. day. But, uh, <laughs> I don't do anything ever. I actually but, have to miss the uh, the New Year's Day podcast because I got to go do something for the first time in forever. Oh, <laughs> damn. Nice. Family. Wait, that's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> so, so why don't you go ahead and sign us off? Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. Um, for those who are still here, thank you for watching. Uh, if you're new to the channel or new to uh, the podcast, this is our 36th episode. We've talked a lot about Halo. There was an, an episode some of you guys might have missed because it wasn't live. It was episode 33, uh, Breaking the Lore. It was focused purely on the lore. I actually haven't fully listened to it yet. I'm still in the process of, but it's pretty good. Daniel's on there too. Um, if you enjoy our content, check out uh, our YouTube channel um, where we can put in reviews, opinion pieces, whatnot. And for those who are following it, the book was funded. Yeah, which is really great news. Thank you. Um, I think a couple days ago, two, three days ago, right? It wasn't. It wasn't mm -hmm. even funded. It was like one hundred and um, like forty percent or something. Yeah, we ended up at like one over ten thousand more than the goal. Oof, damn. U.S. Yeah, so that's gonna probably take up a good chunk of our next couple months. Is working on the book, uh, getting yes. it out, making Through it as May. Best. We're gonna be doing yeah. a lot, making it as best as we possibly can for you guys. Um, and otherwise, if you're looking for a place to talk Halo or to talk Xbox or gaming in general, check out our forums. Check out our website. And if you really enjoy our content, uh, check out our Patreon. Every little bit helps. Thank you for watching. Thanks, everyone. Happy Thanks, holidays. Guys. Happy New Year. Happy Year's. holidays. Yeah, Merry Christmas. You guys have a good one.